You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Joe, what did you do you this weekend? I uh, checked out a, uh, a little showing of The Crow with, uh, oh, with James O'Barr. Yeah. Uh, the creator, James O'Barr, was in attendance and he did a little Q&A. Had a, when I say a little Q&A, mm-hmm. an hour. Oh, geez. The movie started an hour late because <laughs> whoever the guy that this guy named Moises, I don't remember what he's from. It's Moses, I believe. He, he supposes. <laughs> pronounced. His toeses or roses. That was actually going to be my question. I was going to be like, this one's from Moises. <laughs> Do you suppose your toeses are roses? Because <laughs> if you did, you would suppose erroneously. <laughs> Probably never heard that one. <laughs> I'm It'd sure be he a had. new one. No, but the dude could not moderate this, this talk back. First, he started the interview with like really shit questions like... You could tell he didn't do much research. Mm. He just kind of went surface deep and was like, all right, I've got enough stuff to ask James O'Barr. It's disappointing. And then I don't think they they counted on the fact that maybe like 20 people bought tickets to go to this. Oh, no, really? Yeah. It was a sparse It was a audience. sparse crowd. It was a good audience. They were, was this an Alamo thing? They were enthusiastic. It was a draft house thing. Oh, sorry. No yes. one calls it Alamo. You know why? And that always fucks me up when I try to find the website and I'm like, Alamo.com. <laughs> and then it's like, welcome like, to San you like Antonio. Would you rent a car? Oh, that's what that's it is. Too. I'm thinking like, you know, L, that's probably alamo.org. Or, or gov. Let's yeah. find out. What is it? Facebook users, if you know what the uh, website <laughs> is, to Watch it be visit like the Alamo. Remember.com. Ooh. No, that'd be 9-11. That would be clever. Or remember the Alamo. Remember the Alamo. Dot and, no, and net. Nobody's going to remember. Ironically, no one will remember that URL. <laughs> remember the remember the Alamo. Dot text. Let's see what Alamo.com takes us to. Janhooks.com. <laughs> Janhooks. Like, there's no basement in the Alamo. <laughs> Alamo.com, once it loads, uh, is indeed the car rental service. Yeah. So what do I win? <laughs> you don't win anything. Damn it. But you know what? Mm. We've got the, uh, the the old question of the day coming up in just a little bit. Oh. The thing that you cheated on last I did, week. I swear to God, I did not Fucking cheat. cheated on this. I, uh, Joe, I have no motive for lying. It, what? Why would I? All right. So you'll know if I get it this week that Bragging I did cheat, right? Did, yeah, I will. But see, I would know that you would know that. <laughs> so I'm not going to know it to throw you off my trail. What? Mm-hmm. That's about as clear as the plot of the movie that we're going to be talking about. <laughs> this is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. This is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes bad movies, no matter what the case. Every week we will watch a movie, come back here and talk about it with each other, uh, take it apart. Find out what it did right, what it did wrong, and then see if we could put it back together. Maybe a little bit better than it used to be. No, impossible. Um, <laughs> in this case, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but we invite you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, to take part in the discussion. Just uh, hit us up on Facebook.com slash Editing Bay, or in the search bar, put in the Editing Bay and uh, find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Mm-hmm. Click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us. And let us know what you think about the movie and uh, you know what you would do different with it. And if you've got ideas for films for us to talk about in the future... Put your suggestions there. So this one, continuing our saga yes. of animated movies once a month. Yes, we're, uh, we're really getting... franchises transferred into, ad- adapted into live action. Every film. time we do one of these, you loosen up the rules a little bit. And now we're at I the have, point... I like, just loosen the bell. Like, <laughs> All right, so... Just th- cartoons we like. There's an animated that were turned logo into movies. in the movie. <laughs> And so we're okay with Well, because we had to make uh, good because we learned after the fact. With The Last Airbender. That uh, was not. Uh, it was in Japanese animated. Nope. Or it wasn't. Jap animation. As you call it, like Jap animation. 
I'm like, that's so racist, That's not what man. I called it. That's you what people referred to it as back in the day. Well, you know what? We should talk to our resident expert on yes. all things Japanese, Chinese, Japanese. Korean, mostly. Dirty knees. <laughs> Look at Look these. At these. <laughs> Your brother. Yes. My favorite Bernson. Oh, Lauren Bernson, how are you, sir? Hey there. I'm Yay. doing good. Yay. Welcome. This is where I'll insert the uh, <laughs> applause in the background. Yeah. There you go. Children <sighs> applauding. <laughs> You're so amazing. And then crying. <laughs> well, no. So Joel in the back. Fucking stupid. Why did you have to bring idiot. it up, Joel? I'm fucking idiot. I'm such a fucking idiot. Dude, Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> yes. from, from Boogie Nights. I used to be the favorite person. Well, when, <laughs> when you mentioned uh, that you wanted to do this movie this week, have we, have we said the name of the we movie? We have not, no. Why don't you announce it? Transformers! Transformers! Something evil's watching over you. But Joe, that's the wrong Transformers because... Coming from the sky above. That's the Transformers colon the movie. The good one. Yes, that is correct. Well, now we could say one of the two good ones. We live in a post-Bumblebee world. I'm a post-Bumblebee girl. <laughs> Life in metal. It's fan <laughs> What the fuck are you talking That's about? That's how the lyrics go. Right, Barbie girl? Isn't that what you're doing? Uh, I'm a Barbie girl. Oh, yeah. I didn't know Barbie the lyrics. World. I just know that part. Love in plastic. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Oh, man, right. You can touch my hair. All right, cut this part out. Cut something part. about plastic. That's appropriate for this. Uh, that's it there. You go. Yeah, the underwear. toys. <laughs> that's not how it goes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. That's not how it goes. Come on, Bumblebee. Let's go. Yes. So we're talking about uh, Transformers, the first Michael Bay, <laughs> the first Michael Bay film. Uh, and when you said you wanted to do it and mentioned that uh, we should have a guest, I was like, I got the perfect person, your favorite Bernson, because uh, he knows all things Transformers. <laughs> rhyming. You've actually been on other podcasts that we'll, we'll not name. No plugs here. Um, because <laughs> Except of his for the knowledge. Craniacs podcast. That's right. Check them out. Every week they do two episodes of, of Fraser- Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Starring the, Kelsey the, Grammer. The, welcome to the Decepticast. Oh! Uh, so <laughs> here he is because I knew he'd be able to add some color to it. Joe, uh, Joe, Lauren, yeah. you, um, I don't want to say we're an apologist for, uh, this film and, and, and other Transformers movies, but you at least are able to find the good in, in the bad. Um, and, and you know, a lot of the backstory, a lot of characters, you follow other cartoons. Uh, so figured, uh, you could, you could help illuminate us. Uh, <laughs> defend yourself. <laughs> defend, defend your stance. Defend this piece of crap. No. Uh, no, no, we won't. Guys, make you think do that. about the time 2007. Mm-hmm. Those trailers were starting to hit. We didn't even have iPhones yet. Children of the 80s were like, what? A f- fucking Transformers? And they've been talking about Finally, it for years. Spielberg had had his name attached to it forever. Mm-hmm. And there's no way in the world anybody, well, unless you saw the Flintstones movie, there was no way that <laughs> anybody thought that Spielberg's name being attached to this adaptation of an animated classic was going to be bad. Well, that was possible until another name got attached to it, uh, who unfortunately ended up being the director. And there he is, right there. Michael who Bay. Is, who is... <laughs> That's right. Welcome, Michael Bay, to the podcast. <laughs> who was handpicked by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, which... Um... Because of his visual style. And, and I used to have the DVD for this. And at the time, you know, before any of the sequels came out, mm-hmm. um, there was a, 
there's some behind the scenes stuff with Michael Bay and there was an audio commentary that I I consumed all the stuff in that DVD because I was so into this movie at the time. Sure. And um I yeah, I I actually thought, oh, "Okay, I've gained some respect for the guy, you know, just mm-hmm. uh, cuz he was talking about it. He says, "Yeah, I didn't want to do that cuz, you know, I thought, no, oh, that sounds stupid, but he went to Hasbro and they pitched the franchise to him and he said, "Okay, so Joe, when has that ever worked out well for a franchise? When, when someone like, is like, I didn't know anything about it before, and then my kid said I should direct it. And <laughs> here I am directing a major franchise. Oh, wait. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. It's good to have someone come in cold and maybe not be so familiar with the franchise. Like uh, the director of Star Trek Two, He had All right, never enough. seen, when That's he was true. hired, he had never seen Star Trek. Best Star but he Trek decided film. to do, yeah. He decided yeah. to do his homework and watch all of them beforehand, but he still came into it for with kind of an outsider's point of view. But but at least at least he took the time leading up to it to do his homework mm-hmm. and then make a faithful sequel to because like, he he picked Khan as yeah. like, Khan's going to be the villain. He that's said. And, oh. and that was his. Idea. Unlike Michael Bay, who was just like you know all those things you loved about the Transformers. Yeah, we're not really going to do any of that. Well, that's the problem with Michael Bay. He is unable to make a film that is not about the military or war. Ugh. So it's like everything is going to be is going to fit into his his narrow. Dude, thank prism. God he made thirteen hours because like yeah, he finally. finally got to like because half of this movie is just Michael Bay grabbing his fucking cock and just jizzing on planes yep, yep. and fucking uh, tanks guns, and guns, the and American ships. flag, and I'm like helicopters, Dude, so many helicopters, like, and a lot of chatter, a lot of radio chatter, a lot of improv in this film. Jargon. Roger, Roger, yeah, he loves that stuff. I'm like, Echo Niner Niner, bro. Yeah, blah, blah, there's blah, blah, so blah. much. There's so much noise in this movie. And Tyrese just yelling like, "Bring it!" Bring it. <laughs> Randomly. Like, you're not even talking into your walkie-talkie, Tyrese. Like, <laughs> walkie-talkie Tyrese sounds That's one of, it's, <laughs> it's one of my favorite things that they do in movies. Like, in, in Avengers, mm-hmm. the, um, uh, the, 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 not the original Avengers, but the, the Iron Man, Captain America. Right. The first time they teamed up. It's hard to... It's tough for me to kind of specify because, like, the Avengers. No, yeah. not the Emma Peel Avengers. No, not not <laughs> oh, Age God. of Ultron. Forgot about them. Uh, but, no, the Avengers. But there's a point where Chris... Um, uh, Evans. Evans, that's right. Chris Evans is like supposedly talking on a walkie-talkie or something to to Tony Stark, but he's not wearing his helmet, and he just like he puts his hand up, but it's like there's does nothing that, in your ear. Does that CIA move? Yeah. So yeah. who? How are you talking to Tony Stark right now? We were re- revisiting uh, Infinity War over the weekend. Yeah, and yeah, uh, Spider. Does Spider Man have like headphones in his suit that allows him to talk to Tony? Yeah, because I, they're blocks apart. <laughs> And yet they're just talking like they're in the same fucking room. I'm like, how? Ex- explain this to us, please. On another, so you said Civil War or Avengers? Uh, Infi- Infinity War. Infinity War. When he's it's, on the ship, they're on. No, a, at the very beginning, when they're in the park, when the first two oh, okay. children like, show right. up. Yeah. yeah, they're in outer space later. So I'm like, well, <laughs> like, yeah. How, how do you communicate? It's kind outer of space? a vacuum. <laughs> I I can understand Tony Stark like being able to like modulate his voice as Iron Man. He probably has some a good sound system. Sure. Yeah. He's got some five point one in, in his helmet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I never think about that while I'm watching the movie. But of then afterwards, not. I'm like, how the fuck were they talking to each other? Don't worry about it. because so, movie. There's a whole bunch of that in this movie. But mm-hmm. hey, I got a question for you guys. Uh oh. If you were in a room and the Secretary of Defense walked in, would you know who, no. who, who it was? <laughs> I'd love that. Especially not if I'm like a piping hot blonde who also <laughs> happens to know code and hacking well, and shit. Well, it was the Kevin Smith-looking neckbeard guy that pointed him out. That's a good point. He's like, a good point. Like, he yeah. just stops, and it's like he's getting the vapors. He's like, <gasps> and she's like, what? She's like, guys, 
That's the Secretary of Defense. Like they weren't expecting him. I never <laughs> thought about that. And also, like, I, I, I always thought he was the president. Like, when I was thinking back on this movie, like, oh, yeah, remember that Transformers movie where John Voight is the president? And yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. No, that's not quite right. Uh-uh. Does he become the president in another film? No, I think this is the only Transformers film that he's in. Okay. No, all the, all the Transformers movies, they have a the real world president. So it's either Bush or Obama. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Actually, in fact, this one is Bush. Because they're mm. on Air Force One. Mm. That's right. And takes place he's in like, Afghanistan. Hey, baby, give me some ding dongs. <laughs> That's right. Got his feet kicked up. Yeah, I forgot and about. You that. never actually get to see him. Uh, so yeah, that's that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're you're. You're talking about Michael Bay's directorial style, and uh, yes, all of the uh, all of all of his his go tos are present here. We got the military. Is, go ahead. Is Michael Gay? Michael, Michael Gay. Gay? Oh, Freudian slip there. <laughs> <laughs> is Michael Bay? Is he a staunch Republican? What's what's your stance on that? And, and that's funny that you said here he is kind of mocking Bush in this movie because no, I, I think it's, I don't want to say somewhat proven, but yes, I think he has a big conservative backing uh, and obviously did that Benghazi movie uh, and painted it in a, uh, in a in a positive light, or at least painted the military in a positive light. So he's very pro-military, which these days gets equated with conservative. Um, I, I think so. The American flags and all that. Yeah. You know, the, the 500 American flags in every shot. <laughs> yes. All in slow-mo. And just the uh, the typical Americana shots. There's always like somebody in a backyard with a, a clothesline. Yeah. Yet, he identifies as blue collar. He want, All his heroes are always the blue, blue collar. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the oil driller who saves the world. Right. Exactly. And also, uh, there's a lot of casual racism in his movies. Okay. Yeah. It's very casual. Very Republican. <laughs> it's, it's, very, it's very casual. But present in this it's movie. It's pretty outright. Like, it, it is blatant. So we've got the, uh, in, in this film alone, we've got the uh, Indian... Uh, tech support guy uh-huh. who's That's picking his nose shows up. We've got the the Latin soldier uh-huh. who's speaking Spanish. Who everybody tells like, him, "Hey man, English, speak English, speak that English." Bothers the hell out of yeah, him. Yeah, taking a did not age well. Play right out of a Trump's book there, mm-hmm. dude. Did John Voight not sound like Donald Trump through half this movie when you're hearing him? Like, except more competent. I spent a lot of time. <laughs> I spent a lot of time with this movie just kind of on in the background while I was like trying to work, uh-huh. and so he would start talking, saying shit. And I'm like, that's. It sounds like Trump speaking. Like this sounds just like Trump. It was too coherent. How do you think the world would react? That America would react if Transformers arrived <laughs> right now with Donald Trump <laughs> oh my God. as the leader of the free world? Like he is our representative to an alien fucking race. And then like they want to find out. They want to talk to the person in charge. And so they're going to gauge that this is the smartest man on this planet. <laughs> yes. They would uh, they would annihilate us all yeah. that much quicker. Oh, yeah. Even the Autobots would be, would be like... Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to borrow a joke from a friend of mine. I didn't come up with this, but he's like, oh, they're very dishonest robots. You know, they're, 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 they're in disguise. Why are they in disguise? What are they, <laughs> what what are they, they trying to hide? Yeah. <laughs> very dishonest. <laughs> the yeah. premise is flawed because they would immediately recognize the U.S. is not... The yeah. best country on the planet. We, we can take these guys. And, and then to, they'd, they'd go to Canada. They'd go to Europe or something. Yeah. <laughs> they'd head to Canada. Yeah. They'd be like, why'd they wall they'd this off? This, sw- place is a, this place is a pigsty. It'd be Sweden. They must, have, they must be walled in. The other countries yeah. must have walled them in. <laughs> the, the Transformers would call our country a shithole. Country. That's right. <laughs> sure. Hey, uh, so this movie was made in 2007. It sure was. Let's Others, hear it. Other movies made in 2007? Yeah. 
Going to go through this as quickly as I can. Uh, real quick, I have to point out, Lauren, you said this is like your favorite new segment I on love the, it. Uh, yeah, the podcast. You like so. this? Mm-hmm. Here we go. All right. No Country for Old Men. Mm. There Will Be Blood. Ratatouille. <gasps> Into the Wild. Juno. Zodiac. The Born Ultimatum. Oh, I Am Legend. American Gangster. Eastern Promises. Pirates of the Caribbean. At World's yeah. End. Stardust. Oh, never mind. Superbad. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Gone Baby Gone. Spider-Man 3. Ooh. Hot Fuzz. Ooh. Sunshine. Live Free or Die Hard, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, and a movie we've already talked about on the podcast, Sweeney Todd. Oh. Also yeah. Shrek 3, if I remember correctly. Oh, really? 2007? Oh, Shrek 3, yeah. How do you remember that? I remember, well, this was <laughs> the one I... Doom, 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 Did you do a double feature with Transformers? and? No, this was the one I was looking forward to the most, and I remember by the end of the year... It was one of the top, not the top grossing movie of the year, but one of the top grossing. But the ones that made more than this were, they were saying, oh, is movies that were three, the third in a series. They were Spider-Man, Spider-Man and Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. They both made more money than Transformers. Yeah, both uh, critical bombs, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, for good reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this one was, um, for geeks, people who knew about Transformers, people who grew up with Transformers were heavily looking forward to this. Oh, but yeah. what this movie did was open the door as far as like the brand's popularity. Mm-hmm. That is true. Open kicked open the door. It had so been a while. People yeah. had not uh people were not anticipating this. Yeah. At large. Even the retailers, I remember I was a this was still at the height of my toy collecting days. And uh retailers were not anticipating this movie being as popular. Because really? they they just thought, oh well, it's another Transformers toy line. Big big deal. But when it came out, all of a sudden people who were you You're know, like not, two two generations removed from the original Transformers at this point, but so, people were getting into the movie and they were buying the toys, and then they, you couldn't find them, mm-hmm. the oh, newer ones anyway, and they were complete crap. Well, I was just going to ask, how did the transforming work in the toys? Because uh, you know, the old school, the you know, the eighties ones that we grew up with, there's kind of a one for one, like what you saw in the cartoon. There were very kind of simple transformations, yeah. right? The head folds back, the cab well, comes up, completely. the arms tuck you had, in. You had a couple of them that were a little more complex. But yeah, but nothing. For the like, most part, nothing. Yeah, no. This is like just this. like way overcomplicated. It, it threw the toy makers for a loop because they were like, how the hell are we supposed to do this? Yeah. <laughs> what did they and, do? Well, for the first movie, they were pretty good, I, I think. Was, Bumblebee was pretty simple yeah. to transform. I remember I picked up a Bumblebee. The, the uh, when old Camaro or the new Camaro? The old Camaro. Camaro. Yeah, that was the first one that came out. Mm-hmm. And it actually didn't really look so much like it did in the movie. It was it was more like a traditional Transformers toy. Hmm. The ones that were most were most um, accurate to the movie, I think the Ironhide one was pretty accurate. Okay. Um, and they're, they are still making toys from these movies, believe it or not. There's act- Well, they're still making movies, so of course. Well, that's true. Yeah. But like in the last, I don't collect the toys anymore, I honestly, but I have friends who do and they talk about them. <laughs> sure. Seriously. We all know that line. <laughs> yeah. I don't, but I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> part, of, part of the problem, though, is that, that the, sounds the bad, design yeah. of these robots in the in all the Michael Bay Transformers movies, <sighs> just like the, the physical design of all of them, especially before they take on a form of something, like they all look the same. They're and the just fact generic they, robots. The fact that they produced toys of that. No, did like, they? Yeah, they sure did. And it's like, that's, that's kind of ugly. There's something very... Visibly displeasing to me. Ever since the first time I watched this movie, there's something very visibly displeasing They're, about how all of these robots look. That they got rid of the faceplate for Optimus oh Prime. Oh my god, the and mouth! I don't, I don't know why that bothers me as much as it. It does, should but bother it you, really Joe. Does. It bothers me too. Well, well, especially when you see there was a cartoon that came a few years after these movies had kind of caught steam and were really popular, and the look of the cartoon and the 
the overall feel of it, the the music especially was heavily based on these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it uh, it read it simplified the robots because it was it was for TV, so they were yeah. a little bit they were a lot more pleasing to look at. And um, did they bring and, back the faceplate for? They Optimus? did, but. Only in certain scenes, and yeah. he, you know, they still had the mouth uh, that, like I was saying, that that had been kind of standard for a while. That's and it, it was carried over. It wasn't introduced in this movie, but it, it had it still kind of carried well, over. In, in Beast Wars, didn't Optimus Primal like he? Yeah, used 90, just a regular mouth. Ninety percent of the time. Okay, uh, there are a couple scenes where he's like going into it battle. Didn't bother me in that. Well, because it's a different character. Yeah. Optimus Primal is a totally different character. That's he true. had he still had the recognizable helmet. Yeah. But nothing else about him looked like Optimus Prime. Do you know anything about the decision making behind? Well, we have to give Optimus lips in this film. Yeah, no. Um, I think, especially Michael Bay being an outsider, I think he just well, how the hell are we supposed to make these things expressive? We watch the fucking cartoon and yeah, move the exactly. thing up, up. Make it easy for your animators. It's insane. And please, everybody, how much more endearing and and how much more of a connection you have with Optimus Prime from the cartoon. Than in this movie. I mean, you have Peter Cullen's voice, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, that just cannot save it. Uh, it's and it's so. This movie's so hard for me to watch. It's so ugly. Like obviously, <laughs> they were doing a 3D like the IMAX thing because half the shit that they do with Optimus Prime, his face is like right up against the screen or right. Everything up the is camera. like in your his face. hand is in your face. Like they really tried to do like the. the it's almost. Fisheye lens style. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, yeah that kind of barrel distortion well, yeah. and that and that co- that complicated kind of ugly design. You know, if you stand way back, you can see. Oh, <laughs> there's a chest plate. There's a head. But, okay, I can kind of see what they're going for, but yeah, uh, everything is just so. Uh, and when it's really up on your face, it's like, what am I looking at? Like every now and then, I see a tire. Uh huh. You know what it reminds it's me like of? A Born Identity movie, but with well, robots. It's like uh, it's like when I was a, a young teenager and I was trying to watch a Scrambled Cinemax at two a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and every now, put this on the DVD case. Every, case. every now and then, you would just see like a stretch boob go across the street. Transformers. Like, that's a boob. I see nipple. I see nipple. It's like trying to watch scrambled porn. <laughs> Joel Bernson. Robo boob. But yeah. everything else you're right is just like metallic things folding in that's, on each other. Like, what am I looking at? That's what am pretty I seeing? accurate, Joel. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I never thought about that either. Just came up with that right but now. But no, it's just, um, it's just, it's not pleasant to look at from a, just because it's, they want, they, were, they went so far, we got to make this realistic, realistic, realistic. But it's like, but it has to make sense. Yeah. The yes. overall design has to be visually pleasing. You know, there has to be some. There's so many jagged edges. Yes, and well, it's really hard to make de- out the faces right now. Of the you're, you're describing just about every facet of this movie, though the the plot, oh, yeah. the characters, jagged edges. They have. They all have jagged edges. And there's Optimus something Prime, abrasive about everything. When he has that faceplate up, which is what thirty percent of the scenes of the movie, mm-hmm. he does. He is very recognizable as this is Optimus Prime. Sure. Mm-hmm. Even though the body looks, you still have the yeah the paint jobs a little different. Yeah, the body looks. Wait, when does he Very get the faceplate in the movie? When he goes into battle at the end. And oh, on, then on the road? Anytime he's like going into action. It was like, okay. it's supposed to be like a battle mask is, is what they retcon this okay. thing. Huh. But he looks so much cooler with the mask on. Oh, he sure yeah. does. And in this cartoon that I mentioned earlier, uh, that's the one that came after the movies, mm. he 
would do the same thing. He tri- uh, typically, he, uh, occasionally, he, the battle mask would go on. And he mm-hmm. looks so much better with it. Oh, but you're real. right. Even so even, much better. Even his figure, like he's got a, like a really skinny waist in this. He, he looks like a He-Man figure. Gangly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Long legs, and uh, they all have like clawed feet, which oh, yeah. which I, I did like actually because that was more alien. I did appreciate the attempt to make them more alien. But if there's if their whole thing is they're transforming into. Uh, uh, objects from right. this planet, yeah. like just fucking go all in. And do ask, what... ask the toy makers about that. They're, oh, yeah. <laughs> they would say, "Am right? Am I right?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've uh, we've spent a lot of time focused on Optimus Prime. More time, <laughs> as in fact, should be. than the movie did he because doesn't... he doesn't get introduced until an hour into the film. Right. That's ridiculous. I didn't realize how long. And even before him, like Bumblebee doesn't really turn into a robot until like 45 minutes Bumblebee. in. Bumblebee. That's all right. Well, don't see the Bumblebee movie then because then, yeah. <laughs> friends barely in that one. No. Which is great. I'm kidding. But they still use him to great effect and in that show. start with him right. too. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he looks like Optimus fucking Prime. So like all the Transformers look like how they're supposed to look. Exactly. Even the, the altered, and they don't do much, but they do alter the look of Bumblebee between like what you see in this movie and what you see in Bumblebee. Like he looks good. He he's, looks like a Transformer. He's shorter. Mm-hmm. Like the original cartoon character yeah. was, he's he's one of the smaller ones. He's more squat. He's got big clawed hopper feet. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't notice. I wasn't anticipating the Bumblebee movie because I was hearing about it. I'm like, eh, I'm not gonna see that. Exactly. And it wasn't until maybe a month or two, the, pardon the pun, the buzz started yeah. getting out. Oh there. yes. And I was like, all right, I'm sold. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. see, I'll check it out. Same thing happened and to then, me. Uh, but I wasn't really paying attention. Oh, he's actually been tweaked. He's yeah. actually been redesigned a bit. They took the best parts of the Bayformers, as they're called. Because that's uh, what's been design. popular for the it's, last decade. They didn't yeah. want to throw that And it's that pretty away. easy because the best parts you could fit into a cup. But, then... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I appreciated, like you said, Joe, I appreciated the complete redesign of Optimus Prime to mm-hmm. look way more like the cartoon. Yeah. Hey, all the that Gen whole 1. opening fight on Cybertron. Fantastic. And I'm like... And it's so weird. It speaks volumes of like the quality of the film that I'm okay. Like I enjoyed what I watched and didn't sit there going, but I wanted to go back to Cybertron. I wanted to see what's going on. I don't need to know because I've watched the cartoon. I know what's happening. Right. It's a fight between the Autobots and the Decepticons. And the fact that they set that up so well in Bumblebee, like this is what's going on. Yeah. They didn't need an hour of exposition like oh, they do in God. this movie to try to explain everything. In fact, they are explaining the exposition and the backstory of the Autobots and the Decepticons well into halfway through the second movie where they're still right. giving you more of like and what happened it. on Cybertron. Yeah, and changing it. Whereas in Bumblebee, they took like five minutes. Boom, 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 boom. Civil okay. War, planet full of robots. Yeah. Go. Uh-huh. And, and, it, and it works. And it works on the, it, 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 the, the backs of the performances in, the, in that movie. Yeah. Now, speaking of the performances, this movie <laughs> is anchored... Almost completely by Shia LaBeouf, who, you know, love him or hate him. I love him. I think he does a good job with what he's got in this movie. I, I, I totally agree. I am a Shia LaBeouf apologist. Yeah. Uh, I, I I liked him whenever he was on, what was that show, Even Stevens, back oh, in the yeah. Disney Channel days. He was also in uh, Freaks and Geeks. Uh, that's right, yeah. yeah. And he's done stuff since then. He's a, he's a capable actor. He's kind of maybe a little kooky uh, in his Child personal stars. life. Child it's stars exactly. more likely than not zig. And I love say. the ones that kind of wear it on their sleeves and we get to see them kind of evolve mm. as, as people instead of the ones who have mm. this persona. Like Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood hangs out in Austin. That's right. Like if you're yeah. in Austin, you go to a record store, you might run into freaking Elijah yeah. Wood. What you don't want is like the Tom Cruise who seems like he's always acting. Like I, I have no idea what he's like in his personal life. Mm-hmm. I, because he is a robot, speaking of 
Transformers. <laughs> well, Shia LaBeouf in LaBeouf, LaBeouf. However, we want to say it. I believe it's LaBeouf. Shia, Shia in this particular movie, this first movie, is a breath of fresh air opposed to what the casting choices were for the other characters. They're either too cartoonish or too macho or too yeah. you know. He's everyone's the, a caricature. Yeah, mm-hmm. very much so. Well, it's Michael Bay for well, there you. There we go. I'm, but but <laughs> I'm using your term against you. That's <laughs> her, no no no. Well, well, that's that's fair. That's an often that's often how that word is used. Um, but it's uh, no, he's a breath of fresh air in that he's a geek, he's a spaz, he's a little bit of a nerd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's every man being directed by an uber jock, you know, like Michael Bay is like who probably would have taken Shia LaBeouf's lunch money, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they were the he same. He was age. the guy wearing the sleeveless uh, yeah. shirt who uh, was he, trying to date. Yeah. Michaela. What are you doing here? Hey, yeah, oh, which they don't. They, I, I, that's one of the things I wish they had done was develop the Shia LaBeouf character. A, I don't. I don't know if I want to say better. Obviously, I want to say better, but. Like, it was there, it just wasn't... Like, I feel like someone needs to tell Michael Bay, like, grab him by his shirt and say, you don't have to film the first draft. Like, there's, <laughs> you don't have to do that. Have someone come through and, like, fix this a little bit. Because as much as I like Shia LaBeouf in this movie, I think he does a good job. His character has nowhere to go. He has nowhere... And the thing Agreed. is... There's potential for him to go somewhere. There's the whole like you know conflict against him and the jock, and he didn't have what it took to be a football player. And the fact that like we get to the end of the movie and he's got the ball mm-hmm. and he's running and making his way up the building, like, we could have built that up a little bit. Right. And that when it counted, when it mattered, he did have the fortitude to do this. Yeah, courage. Like that would have made a much better story, a more fulfilling journey for his character. Instead, it gets muddied with like. You know, I get teen angst and stuff and hormones, Mm -hmm. but they play way too much on it. And too much time is, this is such a loud movie. And I don't mean just like decibel levels, right? but just there's everything is happening at the same time. Much like this podcast, there's no dead air. Like there's (laughs) constantly some noise being made. Self-deprecating. Sometimes uh, things are talking over each other. And uh, yeah, Michael Bay's style of directing... I, I feel like there's a lot of improv. Like I feel like the script was maybe 20 pages, yeah, and then he never cuts anything. No, no. there's because his sensibilities, well, his comedic sensibilities, are so uh, off, tone deaf. Yeah, yeah. Um, that he things that he thinks are funny are things that a 13 year old exactly would think are funny, like a robot peeing on John Turturro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or a dog peeing on a robot. I wrote this. Just pee uh, is funny. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like a, if you gave a coke addict a camera and just was like, "What would you? Do? What what is going on in your mind right now? Show us!" Like this is what Transformers is. Have you, constant caco- and cacophony. Oddly enough, like I said, I I had listened to the audio commentary on this movie. And I said, oh, "Okay, I developed some respect for Michael Bay." I think because Spielberg hired him for this and said, "Hey, you're going to do this for me." I think. And because he didn't, he admits he didn't really believe in the property when he did. He's like, yeah, some. Stupid. That's exactly who you want to give your property to. Right. But but he was he was reined in. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like not really unleashed like he was in every one of these sequels. Yes. Oh my that came gosh. Out and we get to see what and happens when he he puts his own touch on it. And it's hard to you well, know it's the at this Gus point, Van Sant from uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, where Michael Bay's just sitting behind the camera oh, counting yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, yes. and they're like, so Mark Wahlberg's like, hey, so is that action, Mike? I'm busy. <laughs> Mark, just go ahead. And yeah, action was ten minutes ago. What are you talking? About? <laughs> but no, it's like, um, and it's difficult for people now. What twelve years later after this movie, it's difficult for people to separate. I know, mm-hmm. separate all of those. I mean, there's five of these. They all kind of merge together for it's, me. It's difficult for people to separate. Uh, you know, this one that's 
to me, you know, you know, there's you know, there's problems, there's good things, there's bad things about it, but to me it stands out as, mm-hmm. you know, a different movie than the other ones. It absolutely does. Is it your favorite of the Bayformer films? Yes. Yeah, I think absolutely. I, I have a soft spot for parts of that third one. Um, the last half, I, I like it's it's yeah it's pretty solid but yeah. I, I, I think honestly, the first half of the third one is better. <laughs> oh really? See, I had at this point I just wanted a big I wanted a fight between Autobots and Decepticons like yeah. just a balls out fight where like you know the second one was such a mess and it hit during the writers' strike so they're really mm-hmm. like they just tried to and 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 I had so much faith I was like you know what. This movie's such a piece of shit, and it's probably just because of the writer's strike. I'm going to just blame it on the writer's strike. This third one, okay, first half is kind of slow moving. We've got a new chick. Why do we have her? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yeah, oh, man, awkward. they're they're in Chicago. They're in buildings that are falling down. Like, this is terrifying. Yes. This is, I mean, this is kind of compelling stuff. I, I'm enjoying this. But then I go back and look at it and go, oh, yeah, it really wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. But at least, but, at least it focused a little more on the... Uh, robots, the robots themselves. Yeah. Like yes. we get some conflict between them. It's not just it's called good versus evil. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you need some humanity to ground it. The cartoons always have. Uh, do all the cartoons have human characters? Except for Beast Wars. Yeah. Yeah. I, didn't, yeah. I don't remember it well because there were no humans around right. back then. That makes sense. <laughs> um, but uh, you, you need that human uh, to to kind of ground it to be relatable. But just Bumblebee just did it better. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, well, because Bumblebee you do did that Avatar. You had. Um, I was thinking about this uh, after watching this last night. I was thinking because I'd been meaning to revisit Bumblebee. I just bought it, mm-hmm. and but I've been actually. I'm glad you asked me to do this movie because I've been meaning to re- revisit it anyway. In light of Bumblebee having coming out, it's like mm-hmm. okay, so what did they do differently? What's I know Bumblebee's the better one, but it's like story wise, they're very similar. Yeah, it's it's basically a reboot. Yeah, story wise, they're similar. It's just so funny how Bumblebee just. Is able to refine all of that, and it's and it's and focus on what it needs to focus, and on. it has economy. Yes, it has yes. simplification. Things that you know, as I get older, the more I think about that very first Star Wars movie, it's like what one of the main strengths of that movie is. It's so simple, uh-huh. yeah, and it's so powerful because of that. You yeah. know, you don't have forty years worth of backstory and side characters and there's things way like that. too much going on in this trend the, the, first of all the, this is the first one we know? don't need the military <laughs> i wish i wish michael bay could make a movie that doesn't have the military in it but like we're, he's so I'm proud of to it think though if he's made one without the military in it <sighs> he's so he's well, the island but that's kind of a futuristic sci-fi world i was like bad boys but no the military gets called in i think at the military's end of the called movie. in but even then like the cops are the proxy for uh, authorities with guns yeah. Like that's that's the paint, commonality. Paint yeah, there you go. Paint, Gun painting. is a euphemism for his penis. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for absolutely. Real. Well, and we see that. Did you, did you guys ever see? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm meant to ask. I'll about talk this, about like, his penis five later. minutes okay. ago. Did you guys ever see the uh, presentation he was supposed to do for like 4K curve or whatever? <laughs> You've seen yeah. that video. Just, you guys have seen that. I, I've heard of it. Yeah. Just oh, the the, the end gosh. of it, and he gets really just. He's exasperated, right? and because the, what, what was the story? There was like a technical difficulty, right? That yeah. the teleprompters weren't working, and he kind of had to go off script, right? Yeah, he had to go off script, much so like he, his own films. He, How does it feel, Michael Bay? So he comes when nobody out, tells you what to say. He's, yeah, he's doing this whole thing, this whole presentation about curve. All he has to do is talk about what he does yes. and how that's going to translate. Onto this this screen, mm. that's something he should be able to do in his fucking wing sleep. it. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and so like, the prompters don't work anymore. And he's like, and he just stops. He, he shut locks down. Up, shuts down, and he's like, no, no, no I, I could do it. I can wing it. I can wing it. And he's like, let's just start again. And I'm like, it's so funny how he doesn't get 
he doesn't get the concept of this isn't edited. Like this is live right yeah. now. Yeah. And he's like, well, no, just let, let's go back. I'm like, go back. You've got an audience. <laughs> you have an auditorium full of people that are watching you right now. Also, probably a good display of. Uh, I don't think he appreciates like what actors do. Yeah. Like for him, they're just kind of like props and just like be fun. T.J. Miller uh, uh, famously talks about his experience on that one, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess Michael Bay kind of blew up at him on set and was like, just be funny. Why aren't you being funny? It's Damn. like, well, I, I need something to work with. Because you're here. an asshole. I am <laughs> funny. What that means is he wanted T.J. Miller to piss on somebody. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's his idea. Or, 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 yeah, do something stereotypical. Just be funny. Kind of uh, like the White House uh, correspondence dinner for the last few years. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be funny. Except when you're making fun of me. Then don't be funny. Right, yeah, yeah. See, there's, there is humor in this movie. And the thing is, much like this podcast, doesn't know where to start <laughs> and where to stop. <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to bring that back. For I love it. Uh, but no, like with his parents, uh, Sam's parents, who I think are gr- they're good characters. Yeah. I wish they were t- turned down. Toned down a, a bit. bit. Everything is turned up. Yeah. Where like, they're funny. They're funny in pieces. Like the interactions. I think the best interactions between them two aren't when they're directly interacting with Sam. But like there's the part where Shia LaBeouf starts the car and like it blows up smoke and he drives off. Yeah. And, he's and like... the guy's just still watching it. <laughs> And I love just off screen, you hear the mom go, you are so cheap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. And he's very casual. He turns around and goes, it's his first it's his car. his first car, yeah. <laughs> and you know that was improv. Yeah. Like all the best. John Turturro gets to do that a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much in this movie, but in, in the... Did they bring him back in the second one? Yeah. Almost all. But it's yeah. the third one where I, I love the, the dynamic... I know we're not talking about the third one, but the dynamic... Well, we talked about Bumblebee for like 20 minutes. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's better in the third one. I, I, he is. I, and, well, and he has Francis McDormand to kind of play off of. Yeah. And I like their dynamic. How they get the fucking actors that they've managed to get in this movie. Throw I've a said shitload this, of money. I've money. said the same thing about the Fast and Furious franchise, but those movies actually get more and more fun as you go along. Like, these movies do not get more fun as you... Like, they're more, more depressing. Tedious. By the time you get to that last one, the fifth one, you're like, why am I sitting through this? Why do I hate myself so much Never saw that it. I'm watching this? And why in the world is... Why was this is, made? Yeah. What? Anthony Hopkins is in this movie? <laughs> Are you... And he has a C-3PO? Why is this <laughs> happening? Well, actually, this film has a little bit of that, too. Um, the the little creepy, crawly guy who... The boombox guy? Well, yeah, who transforms into a boombox. I feel like he <laughs> was... does a... not look like it. I had a no. toy of that. They only made one toy of that, and it's it was very blocky. It yeah. was like, it kind of looked like the robot, but it's... they Again, they they were struggling to fire and figure out, how the hell do we make toys yeah. out of these? It was almost movie. like he was supposed to be Rumble. He was. But, yeah. there, but there was no sound wave. That's right. Yeah. He... He was uh, the writers were fans of the believe it or not were fans of the cartoon yeah and yeah. Um, they uh, they decided well geez how do we do Soundway we need Soundway but we can't figure that out so we're gonna put somebody who's kind of like Soundway but we're gonna make him miniature and it I, they call him Frenzy so yeah that's right yeah that's like right. the cassette he certainly is in a Frenzy yeah <laughs> much like the rest of this they've film. redone Soundwave a couple times in the last decade or so in the cartoon yeah. a couple of the cartoons and but it was hard it's like. How do you update Soundwave? And a couple different pairs of writers figure out a good ways. He's an iPod. To do that. No, <laughs> in one he's a well, he's like a rogue Decepticon, but mm. he's still got the sound gimmick. He's got a yeah. his laser beak turns into a guitar, oh, God, which is nice, really, which is really great actually. And another one he's a uh, he's a a drone, mm-hmm. a military oh, drone. Oh, interesting. And then yeah. they all right. they kept his personality largely the same, except he doesn't speak at all. Oh, that's cool. I like those ideas. Creepy. 
what I didn't like in this film was their attempts to uh, do a little cross promotion where we see like one gets turned into an Xbox. Oh, the Mountain Dew machine. And then there's that a turns Mountain a Dew machine. Yeah, it's like, I, well, and the Lincoln talk, that kills the woman. I'm like, that is not how you want to. I hate I'll that idea. Your car. I hate the the idea of the AllSpark. I think it's horrible. Well, I thought at first it was supposed to be like that was their answer to the Matrix of Leadership or something. Like I thought or, so too. And then they introduced it in the second one. I remember. Um, when, because I was consuming all the behind the scenes stuff at, leading up to the movie, and the writers had said, "Well, some they, they called it the Energon Cube mm. instead of the it's, All. It's, they, maybe they didn't have a name for it yet, but it's like it's well, they were always fighting over Energon in the old cartoons, so we have a, have to MacGuffin for them. To but it, look but for. it was a source of energy. It wasn't a life giving. Uh, well, it, in this movie, it was a life taking device. It ends up killing well. Megatron. Which how does that science work? Yes, because it's the thing they all want. They're all trying to get it. I was expecting like a super Megatron or yeah, something to grow out of them. That like by this film's like, logic. No, what are you uh, doing? And then like Mega Megatron. Yeah. That's that's what should have happened Neg- in the second. Megatron, <laughs> which is just a good Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it would be, wouldn't be. I like puppies. <laughs> hey, me, what are you doing? <laughs> no, that would have that would have been a good thing for him to do in the second movie to be upgraded and be more powerful. And yeah. except he kind of still still looks the same. You yeah, know? <laughs> they just brought. Hey, bitches, I'm back. <laughs> That's all they did. Was <laughs> the second one the one where like the robot was like climbing up on top of the pyramid and it yes. had balls? Yes. Wow. Just so. Just when you thought uh, they couldn't top themselves. Oh, and it had themselves. the racist twins. Yes. Yeah. Got a lot sure of flack for that. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But also, anyway, speaking of uh, that, let's go back to his casual racism uh, because <laughs> the Anthony Anderson character too gets a little bit of that. Like, uh-huh. He and his he and his cousin playing some DDR. It's so fortunate for that Maggie character that the greatest hacker in the world. Lives three blocks away. Yeah, what a, what a coincidence. <laughs> she, all she that's had to why, do was get a cab. <laughs> that's why the FBI tra- tracks him down in like seconds. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're oh, right. that guy over there. Yeah. Okay, I mean, go He get could him. have at least lived like, else, like where she had to take a flight to go find him or something. Instead, he's just living at his grandma's house. He happens three, to be in the same city. Away. There's already enough story in this fucking film. Like, mm-hmm. we don't need There's, you Sector could, 7. You, you could have been taken out all the stuff with the hackers, all the. Mm-hmm. Like, She's forgettable, and pair, they abandon her down. in the sequels. In Bumblebee, they make it work with Sector 7. Mm, There's yeah. that force, and they don't know who to trust because Transformers, uh, they're more than meets <laughs> the eye. That's right. Uh, but then you've got the human that makes the connection, like the E.T. Elliot uh, relationship. That's important. That's what we had in the cartoon as mm-hmm. well. And there's only three main robots in that movie. That's yeah. right. you got and the I, two bad guys and mm-hmm. Bumblebee. And then, then you have even the human cast. It's probably half the size of this human cast. Yes. Yeah. You don't need all of these people to tell a compelling story, to tell a Transformers story. He's trying to make it epic, and, and I get it, but more doesn't always equal better. Well, and he sh- I don't know if I realized this before this viewing, uh, but he really shoehorns all the military shit in there. Oh, yeah. It's just shoehorned in every uh-huh. scene. Every bit. And it really just kind of takes over the movie. And he can't just let a camera sit still for a second. Well, that's my... Yeah, there's like, no such thing as a tripod. I, I'll, I'll give you this. I like the way he shoots movies for the most part. I think he makes a good-looking film. Uh, and when he's I, a little more disciplined. Yes. Like in Bad Boys. And when I first saw when I first saw his work in Bad Boys and mm-hmm. like The Rock, I was like, I've never visually seen a movie like this. Yeah. Where, like the camera is just, it, it, it is a character in this movie. Sure. Uh, and I feel like I'm part of the action. I feel like I'm, I'm in, the, in the scene. And it just, in this movie, it just gets ridiculous. Like, I, I get that he's trying to give like, dialogue scenes motion so that way we don't get bored mm-hmm. but like what kind of fucking 
caveman do you have to be to get bored just watching people talk <laughs> right, about yeah. a fucking robot. robots yeah it is dizzying mm-hmm. uh, and lots of like low angle with a low push in shots. as mm-hmm. someone's walking and we're next to their legs and then we push and they come out and we push back a little bit or we go up there's one shot that I did enjoy and it's when Shia LaBeouf near the end runs into this building and like the camera is like way far mm. away mm-hmm. as Shia LaBeouf is running in, and the camera like tracks in. I know what you're talking about. Back behind and behind him, and then follows him. That is, and nice. I'm like, that is a super complicated shot. Mm-hmm. How did they pull that off? That's gorgeous. But like this whole film is like, it, like you said, it's dizzying. And, and for every one of those, stop. he he recreates that thing that made him famous in Bad Boys. Oh, that God. kind of 360 where uh-huh. the camera's going around. He rips himself off. Oh yeah, and he cannibalizes with... himself in everything. Exactly. And this is, and again, this we... is this is the reined in version of Michael Bay. This is, <laughs> this is the tame one. You've seen the thing where like he repeated footage from this movie for the island, or was it the other way around? The the traffic on the highway. Oh really? Yeah, they, he's repeated footage from that particular scene. Oh, that's funny. In these other movies, uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> it's not even film you've <laughs> shot for the movie you're working on. Uh... That's got to be. Cr- that's like. That's a crime. That's like cheating on your taxes film version. It's basically like a, <laughs> this film. So much of this film looks like just stock footage. Yeah. Like if I'm I'm looking for stock footage of uh, cars or and like planes, an American flag and helicopters. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, video blocks. One more. <laughs> no, no, they're, they're not. No, no, they're and not paying us. Well, money. and it's. I don't think it's it's as pronounced in this. Again, it's hard to separate the sequels from this one, but it's. I'm trying to, but it's uh, in the sequels. It gets worse. It becomes more car porn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. just like, you know, slow shots of people opening sexy car doors and, you know. It's a lot of that half, in this, Half man. this movie feels like a car commercial anyway. The, yeah. Oh, look, the Pontiac Souls oh, or whatever. The, the, the song from Kill Bill. Yeah. Like, weren't we just getting chased by a, like, a, a evil police car? Like, I feel like shit happens in this movie that a normal human trying to process it, their brain would fucking explode. Like... Oh yeah! A car has turned into a giant robot and pinned me against something and wants glasses that I have on yeah. eBay. Boom! That's like, my favorite scene. Are you username? Oh, is ladies it? man two one seven? That is my favorite scene because, and, and again, I was reminded of that watching this because I'm like, I, you know, I'm like, this has been probably five six years since I last saw this, and again, Bumblebee has come out now, so okay, there, you know, we have there's another thing to compare it to, but I still like that scene. I think that scene, that whole sequence, starting with. Yeah. Him interrogating Sam, the evil car transforming, chasing after Sam, uh, and Bumblebee then them escaping. Yeah. yeah. That is the whole premise of Transformers in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. Good guy, bad guy in disguise, and they reveal themselves and they go toe to toe. That's uh-huh. a good point. That's a good point. That is like, and the movie could have used a lot. It, again, that's simple. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is the premise. And, and the scene at the beginning with the helicopter—that's mm-hmm. also the premise of the. Of that the is a nice, and I remember seeing that in theaters the first time and thinking, like, "Oh, this film's kind of got some promise. You know, we got some military shit going on, but maybe, maybe they'll abandon it. Maybe it's just to kind of set up the plot." Um, but yeah, when that helicopter like starts transforming, well, when it shows up and it's like. There's no pilot, you know. Yeah. This is like, you know, it's, that again. That is Transformers. That Wait, was like, there no? Did they have a? Well, was it a, a holographic pilot? Yeah, mm-hmm. they show the pilot, and you kind of. It's it, the only it time glitches. they show like no. a holographic person. No, in, 
all the Decepticons have it. Starscream has it. You oh. see it in his cockpit, and it's the same face. It's the same guy. Oh, I didn't realize It's the same that. hologram that they yeah, just, cool. here, use this, use yeah. this, use this. this. generic human. Uh, yeah. the, uh, the the police car. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got when, the same. When the little guy gets into the into the driver's seat, there's a hologram. There's the driver. hologram. That's yeah. right. I forgot about and that. It's the same guy. They mm-hmm. just call him Mustache Man. There's just <laughs> there's something in the in the show, My and nickname. it's how, they develop, <laughs> how they've developed the villains. And the fact that we've got... A million villain robots in this movie. At least it feels like it. There's probably only like eight. five. Oh, eight? Okay. Uh, but I, you, you have Again, these, I was buying the toys. You have these, How many of these do I have to buy? These, these villains, you have these characters, and they don't really develop any of them. Like, at one point, I think it's like Ironhide looks up at the sky, screams. He goes, it's Starscream. And I'm like, who cares? We haven't developed who he is. We haven't explained, like, oh, Starscream is Megatron's general, and he's probably going to be trying to track down the Allspark, and that's going to lead him to Megatron. And the only moment we really get that's a Starscream kind of moment is when Megatron's finally free, and Starscream yeah. shows up, and he's like, Lord Megatron. And just, I'm like, oh, just well, for this a is second. fun. Yeah. Why couldn't we do more of that? Like, yeah. that's actually the fun stuff. That's what I liked about Transformers. This is what I liked about the Decepticons, was that power struggle between yeah. the two. Like, Ugh. play that up. Waste that's time what... with that instead of dogs peeing and, like, <laughs> stay off my grass. Like, well, what the fuck? It's making the robots characters as opposed to in this I think in all the Michael Bay movies uh, this one in particular since the robots have they're so damn expensive to animate these things so there's not a whole lot of screen time That's with good them point. but they the animators and the filmmakers they treat the robots as CGI creatures mm-hmm. something you'd find in a Star Wars movie or something yeah. it's uh, um, not actual characters they mm-hmm. never really treat them aside from Optimus Prime mm-hmm. which I'd make an argument to, that they still don't I mean yeah and, you know, it's just you have to you either see that or you don't. I remember one reviewer at the time, Entertainment Weekly or something, was talking about the movie. It's like, yeah, no, none of these robots have personalities except for one. Optimus Prime is kind of cool. Yeah. And I think that's just an illusion of him having a personality because of Peter Cullen. And I was been. just going to say how much of that is Peter Cullen. And actually, that is a critique of mine. <laughs> I don't think they should have used Peter. As much as I love him and he is the voice and will always be the voice of Optimus Prime. I don't think they should have used him because nothing else ties into the cartoon. Like, you don't have fucking Frank Welker doing any of the other voices. That was a problem well, that not I yet. had, not until the sequels. Right. Um, but, like, the the fact that they got Peter Cullen and then they got Hugo Weaving to be Megatron, I was... Yeah, it's like, why wouldn't you get... Off I that? think... Let's see. This movie had... Uh, the making... The behind-the-scenes stuff had a lot of similarities with... Um, Oh, what was it? Something. Oh, the first Batman movie mm-hmm. with Michael Keaton. People were just like, fans were like, what the fuck is this? Michael Keaton is Batman? Oh, yeah. And you know, Mr. Mom, it's going to be terrible. You know. And then there was that trailer come out. Oh, everybody shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And this one had a similar thing where they released that trailer and people were, but you know, the, the robot designs were leaking. Yes, um, I remember. The trailer comes out, people are like, whoa, that looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, it's revealed that Optimus Prime, or Peter Cullen is Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. And it was either done as a shit we better we better do <laughs> yeah, something about this the fans or yeah. it was maybe they planned it all along but they just they revealed it at a very strategic time where it's like look guys guys put your pitchforks down you know? <laughs> if, if and it not, kind of works if not Peter Cullen who would you have voiced what would you have used to voice the, I mean the there's character? any number of well we'll get to our recast here later I, um, <laughs> I just feel like much like uh, you know much like how Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. to many people is Star Wars like I feel like Peter Cullen is Transformers, yeah. and that's what's really frustrating to me is that it, as much as this this movie kind of made Bumblebee a bit of a star, like 
even very with, much so. it, it made him an enjoyable character mm-hmm. like a character that you really probably didn't think too much about he was originally. kind of a pussy back in the cartoon he was re- like you said he's, he's, he's a badass fighting here. the fact that he shows up he's got the big hero moment mm-hmm. where he saves sam and it's like oh cool that's why like the first transformer i bought when this movie came out i was like i need a bumblebee like that's pretty badass um but then like what they should have done it should have been optimus it sh- he should have been like there's a truck on the periphery always like whenever sam's doing something doing this doing that and then sam gets attacked by this cop robot and that's when like optimus comes in this should have been the sam optimus thing yeah well yeah um true i yeah you that's a good point uh, bumblebee is such a central autobot character that mm-hmm. he's he, i think i read he probably has the most screen time yeah but Again, I'm coming at it to it from a fanboy standpoint. When he, when he first shows up, when the truck first shows up, yeah, in the fog of that alley, that's like, oh, that's cool. And yeah. then uh, when he, you know, when he has a hero moment, he's he rushes into the frame later to fight Megatron. He transforms. You see all yeah, all thirty five feet of him or whatever. <laughs> but that's a cool moment too. You know, they, he's. I feel like Optimus Prime in this movie is illustrated as a buffoon. He's a bit of a, like, there's the scene yep. where Sam brings them back to his house to get the glasses. Oh, that's right. And, like, there's that whole, where he's like, wait, five minutes, I'll be right back. And they fucking couldn't wait. They bumble it. They, exactly. They bumble it. We bumbled it. <laughs> no, but, like, I'm thinking Optimus Prime is the kind of guy to be like, no, guys, wait. Yeah. Like, it just felt like a whole lot of lunacy. Like, as these robots are like, oh, no, uh, what did I do? Oh, gosh. Oh, well, hurry up. We need to get those glasses. I'm like, dude. Shut the fuck up. Like, are you kidding me? Just hang out outside. You're not conspicuous. Yeah. And according to Michael Bay, Spielberg loved that scene. Oh, I'm sure he did. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm kind of... I should have put that in Schindler's List. (laughs) (laughs) Bunch of... A bunch of Transformers sneaking around a concentration camp. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm really cooling on Spielberg in these later years, man. Uh... He's, I, I he's still getting really, a paycheck. I mean, I he's still really enjoy not even Ready so much Player that. One. I, no, no, I get it. And and oh yeah, that was a movie, not a film. I really enjoyed it too. Uh, I just don't think he's got his finger on the pulse no. of pop culture anymore. Yeah. Especially with his opinions about like Netflix, like oh, real well, films are released in. Th- Come on, old man. Look catch at it up. like this. It's well, been a long time since Spielberg has actually uh, created something that became pop culture, like. At, at one point, yep. Spielberg was pop culture. Yeah. Everything he created became part of our lexicon. It's been a long time since he's done that. I'm trying to think and, of the last movie that's uh, Jurassic Park, probably. Yeah, Jurassic right? Park's it. Yeah. Well, and then um, the last several years, he's been paid or hired to recreate what he's specifically to recreate what he's done in the past. Yeah. You know, Ready Player One, Indiana and, Jones, and Indiana Jones mm-hmm. Four, mm-hmm. and then uh, five. something called. BFG that came out a few years ago. Oh, all, yeah. He's, unfortunate title. He's but. been doing, uh, like, <laughs> children's film. Yeah, that was, yeah, BFG. Big fucking <laughs> Big fucking gun. Um, also, the the Tintin remake that, like, mm, right. nobody wanted or cared about. <sighs> but, I, yeah, I understand that was a passion project, but it wasn't... I just imagine him, you know, somebody, kind of like Michael Bay, as a Steven Spielberg, I want you to direct Transformers. He's like, all right. I can imagine Spielberg saying, "All right." All right. I just, sure. I just imagine what this movie would have been if if Spielberg had directed it instead of just kind of sat on the sidelines. I don't think he wanted to. No, I don't think so. Too. I think this movie required someone with way more stamina than what Spielberg has now. Yeah. Um. But getting back to Optimus Prime, I just kind of want to touch on sure. this. Uh, how he's kind of ineffective as a hero throughout almost this entire movie. Mm. Like 
when he's willing to uh, commit suicide, he's like, well, I'll, I'll put the all spark in my chest, well, not, you know, and I'm going to die. Not just that, but like when he saves Sam and Michaela from Sector 7, mm-hmm. and then they're like sneaky under the bridge or whatever, right. and he ends up dropping them, and to try to save them, he kicks them to try to break their fall. <laughs> Do you remember this? You're part? made of metal. <laughs> You're like, made. You are a car. I always thought about that too. Like every time, like uh, an Autobot like catches somebody who's falling, it's like. You're not made of flesh. Yeah, no. Like, they're still ma- basically coming into contact with a car. They're being hit by a car <laughs> just in midair. Fleshly. Unless, <laughs> unless they're doing a thing where it's like, I'm, I'm coming down with you. Yes, like, I'm yes, trying yes. to slowly Slows catch them you. down. But there's that. There's when he, he does catch Sam at the end when Sam falls off the building. Mm-hmm. And Optimus is like, I've got you, boy. It's like, he should have broken. Now hold on to the Allspark. And he starts, like, skidding down the building. I'm like, he's getting pelted with concrete and, and glass and now. Yeah. Well, he's relying on Sam to save him at the end, too. It's like, uh, <laughs> no, put the cube in my chest. I've got to die. You know, Megatron's going to win. I mean, if he dies right there, what's Megatron would have won. Then. Yeah. I mean, he just Good wouldn't point. have had the Allspark. Peace out. He still would have won. <laughs> Yes. Now, now we've lost one of our big our guns. Our best Autobot. Yeah, and we my, lost Jazz. Uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> and one more note on Michael Bay's uh, sensibilities, uh, especially as it pertains to that last climax. This movie came out in 2007. Was anybody... Well, <laughs> that's correct. Some, I somebody had a great was. idea. We get to move on now to the next round. <laughs> sorry, sorry, we're out of time. Um, was anybody else kind of put off by the the slow motion shot of um, large metallic objects blasting through buildings? Oh like yeah, six years after nine eleven, oh, yeah. and cars getting. Uh, oh, but specifically, there's that profile the build, shot the of Megatron and Optimus like just busting through a, a high rise building shooting a hole through it and like humans running for their lives and I'm like it's a bit too soon well, even though we're six Michael years Michael Bay has like a history of not giving a fuck about 9-11 if yeah. you remember the, the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles poster debacle no what happened oh the movie was supposed to come out on 9-11 and the posters of like the turtles you know exploding out of a building or whatever oh no really yeah, well, yeah. I don't remember that we have to, you have to check That's... that out Somebody's oversight. <laughs> yes. Oops. Just be like, I'm at just least they put it on Michael that. Bay. Michael Bay is like, I don't give a fuck about that 9 11. Like, guys, stuff. even if wave a flag, even if it lands on a Friday, release your film on 9 10. Yeah. You know, mm. or, nothing should be released on 9 11 anymore. Mm-mm. Regarding the, the buildings being split, you know, uh, that was actually one of the things I appreciated about this movie. Uh, even though it's only what ten minutes of the very very end where you get an urban city fight, mm-hmm. that was something which is that... so fucking dumb. Do you, the, eh, we're, we're, plot wise, we're, yes. Where Josh Dumail's like, all right, we're gonna get that spark. We're, there's a city about oh. twenty miles from here. We're gonna take the spark there and hide it. I'm like, wait, what? You're gonna take it to the most populated place within twenty miles? Right. With, yeah. You're gonna put all these people's lives in danger. I think that was, and I think that was not Michael Bay. I think that was the writers. By design, I think that's well in the cartoon. We they were always fighting out in the desert. They're yes. always fighting out the how many human you know. If you had the giant robots, you'd have some human destruction and casualties. I think that was their idea. Mm-hmm. I'm not confirming that. I'm just uh, also the idea that the humans were effectual in this plot at all. <laughs> like we've got huge. We're seeing robots fighting, and then There's here's the fucking Josh Pumiel pew 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 <laughs> with, with his like motorcycle. What the fuck are you doing? Like, Use these uh, special bullets. That'll take them down. I love that. It's, it's like it's like, like X-Men Tyrese. Origins Wolverine. Yeah, there you go. Adamantium bullets. Is it Tyrese that like uh, like slides on his yes. back? No, underneath? that's Josh Dumail. That's him, like shooting yeah. up. 
But meanwhile, it was an Autobot that was actually doing the real firing and took him out. And they just make it look, oh, hey, nice, well, no, good he on fired. you. You heard, like, they gave you that information right before they got to that scene where Tyrese said, remember, they're, they're not bulletproof underneath their chest that's or right. whatever There's like weak, that. Weak and that's point. why Josh Dumail slid underneath him and uh, shot under the chest plate. Still, look, he, no, he, I'm with he, you he on this ride that shot. you're going on. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm just trying to explain, like, they try to yeah. give it a reason. But that's the problem. Take the humans out of it. Like, agreed. Yeah. I also remember um, when the movie came out, I don't remember, I liked it at the time, I'm not sure how I feel about it now, but it's like, uh, the decision to have the Transformers using bullets as opposed to lasers. Yeah. That was, just that was a, it was a change, I guess, I don't know if that was the writer's decision, it, Michael Bay's decision. It didn't bother me quite as much. No, I'm just, I'm just it's just a noticeable difference. Yeah. I, like I say, I don't really have a feeling about it one way or the other, it just... I noticed it. I thought for a PG thirteen film, a little too violent. We see it's a lot like, of casualties, a lot of a lot of human death on screen. Oh sure, and then he just ups the antes in the, in no, the sequels. Like, um, I was actually that reminds me. I was inspired by your recent Superman episode Ooh, to rewatch yes. um, rewatch the first Christopher Reeve movie, oh, God, and then I movie. was curious enough to like, you know I'd never saw that Man of Steel, so I watched that. And you guys got to see Shazam by the way if you haven't yet. Okay, uh, yeah, I, that, that one movie. looks good. Uh, but Man of Steel, uh, yeah, it was all right. I didn't care for it. <laughs> sure. But I noticed, before I, you even asked me about the, talking about this movie, I noticed, I'm like, wow, so the guys who made this movie saw Transformers and thought, we need more military jargon and stuff yeah. like that in our movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I specifically thought about that several times in oh, that Oh, interesting. Movie. I never thought about that. It's all over that movie. I have seen that movie in a while. Yeah. So there's a uh, like a group of our protagonists, because there's so many of them, we've got... <laughs> We've got Which? Sam and Michaela, who are the two humans that we should just be following around. I would even take time. Michaela out of it. Then, like the fact that they're even trying to give her something to do in that last climax. It's yeah. yeah. I'll shoot you, drive or right. whatever. Back, switch it, reverse it. <laughs> really <laughs> okay. Yeah, but but it's such a it's such a, okay. The people that don't like because I don't think Megan Fox is a horrible actress. No, I think but she's I just great. think that I think that her work in this movie is is rough. But I. I don't know if I could blame her She's for that. She's doing what she was asked to do. Yeah. yeah. Look hot. Shut up. Look pretty. It's yeah. like the beginning of Bad Boys. There's a character that like they try to carjack uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, uh, which, by the way, Bad Boys 3, is they're working yes. on it right now. Yes, I'm sure they, they are. are. Uh, but there's a guy who, who's like they're trying to distract Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, and they throw like a hooker out on the street. And he's like, that's right. Titty, titty, strutty, strutty. Go. And I'm like, that must be Michael Bay's way of directing all of his actors in, in <laughs> the current movie. Titty, yeah, titty, just like, strutty. titty, titty, strutty, strutty, go. Go on. Wow. It was in the first Bad Boys. Okay, okay. It was okay. in the first Bad Boys. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but no, so we've got all these protagonists. And there's a there's still that Maggie character, the yes. Secretary of Defense character. That's right. The Anthony Anderson character. Mm-hmm. Like, they, and oh, and John the two, Turturro. The two military guys and they're, John Turturro. And, and they're still in the Hoover Dam fighting little frenzy or whatever. Oh, that's right. Like, there is still... They dedicate 10 to 15 minutes yeah, to just scene. them having a shootout. And then they, they kill that <laughs> robot, and they never come back to those characters. And you've got John Voight's character, who's the secretary. I'm going to grab a shotgun. And I'm yeah, gonna shoot he's got to get into the action. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I felt like the Maggie character... Like, I'm pretty sure she is an Aussie. I oh, think. absolutely. Oh, yeah. She, but her accent was so... Exaggerate. It seemed like it wasn't like real. Somebody trying to uh, yeah. affect an Australian accent. But I know she really is. Yeah. But it, it's... Oh, I'm from Melbourne. Put another shrimp on the body. Bobby. Yeah. 
hmm. it, it was it was turned up to eleven, just like everything else in this film. Yeah, they should have been removed. The whole um, I, I could even do without the sector sector seven sectary yeah, free and slip there. <laughs> you know, it wasn't until uh, you know. Well, sector seven was part of the cartoons though. Like, no, that I, was in the show. I get it, but there's already so much going on in this movie. Fucking save it for the sequel mm-hmm. instead of having Rastafarian take, robots take the balls. military out. We don't need yeah, them getting chased more by the robot seven. scorpion. Like that's that's stupid. But Sector Seven should be our characters yeah. that are like, well, actually, we have this robot that we found in the ice. Yeah, don't I? I cannot have Sam's grandfather be the guy that discovered. <laughs> how Megatron. ridiculous is that? Okay, and is, I had forgotten how the glasses like were so important. So Megatron put a map, his coordinates on the glasses. Like it imprinted into the glass? Into the glasses. How, explain like the science or the physics behind that or why that's even a good idea. That's a horrible idea. Explain It's a fucking horrible idea. And of course, these two writers who have done some of the worst, like Star Trek, every time I see their names, there's a (laughs) 50-50 chance it's going to be shitty, right? Robert, Roberto Orso, Orsi and... Some the other guy, Kurtzman or Kirkman or uh, yeah, no, not, no, no, not Robert Kirkman, not Robert, no, Kirkman. Not Robert Kirkman. <laughs> what is that guy's name? Alex Kurtzman. Alex, there, is, there yeah. you go. Yeah, they they do kind of suck. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, they do. I love that first Star Trek movie, not the second one, but I love that first one, and I think they did a good job with that one. But also a big part of that credit of that successful movie goes to J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. and the cast. Oh, of course. Stellar okay, cast. Can you imagine if J.J. Abrams would have been? Responsible for rebooting for Transformers? Transformers? Uh, I is that your take my money? <laughs> is that your take request? My, it's take not. It's not. Um, take my fucking money. But yeah, you. I think he's. I think he's maybe a little too old to have gotten into to have been into Transformers. He's about our age. Right. Abrams? Not. No way. He's about our age. He's into yeah, everything he, else we're into. Star Wars, Star Trek. Well, fucking. Uh, what's he? There's doing? about a decade in between Star Wars and Transformers, and. It's weird. Cause I think about Fair this enough. from time to time because, like, I think I'm one of the older Transformers fans because it was like 1985. I was already 12. Mm-hmm. No, nah, that's a sweet so when, spot, though. Man. That's a good spot for Transformers. Okay, I mean, yeah. I just feel like with everything else in my life, I've been kind of a late bloomer. I feel like uh, everybody around pretty soon after that, within a year. Uh-huh. Or so it's like it was not cool to admit that you like Transformers <laughs> at my age. Guys, by the way, I've just discovered a song called Gangnam Style. Have you heard this? It's really good. Check it out. Yeah, weren't there only like two or three seasons of the original yeah, Transformers? Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like Same they went on for a every, decade. Every that's because it was shown every day. Like they, it, that's true. They syndicated the fuck out of and that. They made cartoon. a ton of episodes. Mm-hmm. It, it, the cartoons were different back then. It's like you made you. They placed an order. The, the Batman the animated series did the same thing. They placed an order for like sixty five episodes, yes. oh, and yeah. they just they would just keep showing it over and over again for a year. And it was so successful, they just keep showing it. Yeah. Transformers, same thing. They had a small first season, immediately got greenlit for a second season that was way longer. So mm-hmm. they just kept you kept seeing them. I'm, you kept seeing them on every day for like a year or oh, two. Yeah. It's true. And by the time the movie hit, it just it seemed so natural. Even though they'd been working on that movie for a while, you seem like, oh, it's, this is part. This oh, we've got a movie yeah. next. Yes, listen know. to our uh, the Transformers the movie episode from a couple of years ago. That was great. I loved hearing us ruminate on that. Um, gosh, what else? Uh, so we've we've touched on it just a little bit. And Joel, I think you made your feelings pretty much uh, known. <laughs> but that that Megan Fox, I can be just, ambiguous. You would, take, you would take Megan Fox out of this movie. Because I was going to uh, ask yes. what you guys thought about the chemistry and the relationship between Megan Fox and Shia LaBeouf. You know, um, I, I don't necessarily think I would exercise her from the film, but she doesn't need to have the same uh, emotional weight um, as as the Shia LaBeouf character. Yeah. Like, he is the star. 
She can be the side. Uh, I hate to. Or the what they used to call. Do they still use the term love interest? The love yeah. interest. Is that too sexist? Yeah. Eh, maybe a little bit. Because he wants. I like the that car you're worried to... about it coming across sexist well, talking about this movie. Michael, yes, <laughs> impossible to outdo the master. Well, it's like it's like because he's a part of the reason he wants the car is because he wants to impress the girl, right? Dude, he's straight. That's his that's motivation. True. He's like, I got the car. Now I need the chicks. He literally says those lines. And I'm like, and what? she already has a boyfriend at that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, another huge problem with this movie is that it explains character motivations like out loud. Character motivations, like Without everybody's sh- like, uh, tell well, don't show. Yeah, you know. exactly. And uh, you know, the only time that I think it's ever done in even slightly a skillful way is with his parents, with the parent characters. Like, yeah, they give expository information, but I think that's more the strength of those two performers. Exactly, that they're able to do it in a little more natural of a way. Yeah. Um. God, what else? What else? I, do we well, have about- to answer your question, though, I think we both agree she's. A, I think she's a fine actress. She's oh, been yeah. great in, in other things. Uh, and I think they, I don't think the chemistry was too bad. I think that it was definitely missing when you watch Transformers 3 and suddenly he's with, uh, the, the chick from Mad Max. Oh, she's just a fucking zero. Oh yeah. Like I, it, it Megan Fox's absence is definitely felt. Absolutely. Like, the the wow. girl in the third movie is not an actress. She's no, she's a, a model. She's, a model. she's model. like a Victoria's Secret model yeah, yeah. and it shows. But she does a better job in Mad Max Fury Road yeah. than she does in that Transformers small role. Well, yeah. when you have a real director yeah. telling you what to do. That's right. Directing you. <laughs> Michael Bay, George Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, I mean, God, that was the, I don't, I haven't even seen any of the other Mad Max movies. You don't need to. You don't need to. Yeah. And I didn't. And I was just my a friend of mine is a big fan of those. We just as a lark. Hey, I'm gonna go see a movie. Okay, what are we gonna see? Mad Max. Yeah, sure. What the hell? You know, man, did I enjoy that? Movie. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's exciting, and the design the design yeah. of those vehicles was so. Amazing. There you go, Michael Bay. That's how you do a fast pace because it's still got tons of style. It's still got tons of action. The cameras race, moving constantly. The movie is at one car chase. Yeah, the whole movie is a car chase. Yes. yes. And, and it's compelling, that, and it's got see such that a Ryan gripping Johnson story. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, uh, we're coming up on like Star Wars Celebration, right? Is yeah. that this week it's or this next weekend. week? It's this weekend. So that means... We should have a trailer. Title soon. and trailer? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's going to be Star Wars 10 or 9. 10, uh, 9. I think, you know, do you think they're doing I think that? there's going to be a 9 and a 9 part 2. I, I actually, I, I do what? think, I'm starting to a believe. two-part movie. There's been a rumor going around, and that would make sense why <sighs> it's taken them so long to I don't want come that. out and say, uh, I don't know. I'll always take more J.J. Abrams Star yeah. Wars, man. I'm kind of with uh, you on that, I'll, too. Especially, like, I would rather have two solid hour 45 or two hour movies instead of one super. Because they're saying, like, Avengers this three is going to be like a three minutes. and a half hour movie. And it's like, let's split it up. There's probably a natural break in there. And I kind of like the idea we've got trilogy, 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 grand finale. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. I'm, I'm okay with it, with 10 Star Wars canon films. I do think that's something that we need to worry about in this day and age with movies, how they keep getting longer and longer and yeah. longer. Like, remember when an hour and a half was the standard? And then it kind of sure. got to an hour 45. If you were, had and a two-hour like, movie. If it was a two-hour movie, that meant you were going for Oscar contention. That's a Scorsese. But it would also epic. be like a two-hour... Movies like, say, you know, the original Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, uh, maybe the Indiana Jones movies, a mm-hmm. little over two hours, I think. Yeah. But they move along at a brisk 
clips so you don't yeah. you know they're action movies Lawrence so. of Arabia was like two and a half hours and it had yeah, exactly. a, a, an intermission in yeah, the middle Gone of the, with the Wind like you would still get the DVD that has the actual intermission yeah, placed in the middle oh, no of the kidding. movie oh no kidding oh it's gorgeous I didn't know that I love Lawrence of Arabia it's so good I saw Peter that on O'Toole. cable years ago oh my gosh it's beautiful to look at uh, so there's no reason that movies need to be three hours three plus hours long as much as I love the Marvel Universe and as much as I love Star Wars mm-hmm. and as much as I'm going to be like oh yeah I'll consume as much as you'll give me you know what edit your movie what's the last film Tell you this... saw that was pushing three hours that you thought actually deserved to be that long like it was necessary you can't really cut anything out there's no meat or there's no fat it's all meat mm-hmm. that's you a tough the fact one, that none of us can think of that's one. a tough one yeah yeah. What was Schindler's List? Like, that was pretty close to three hours, I right? would never want to consume more of Schindler's List. <laughs> no, but it, it was... <laughs> Good point. It was the right length. Yeah, yeah I've I seen agree. that more than once. It Me was too. years ago, but I've seen it. It's, I think that's the right length. Wow. Saving Private Ryan's similar. It's, it's that's about a, so. That's about a three-hour-long movie, too, but also the right length. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I really wanted more of that movie. Mm-mm. No, I'm good. No, I would we've rather... become more. We've become so with the with the advent of digital special effects, and you know, especially with these comic book and fantasy movies, we uh, there's so much masturbatory stuff in there. Yeah, like well, we got to have this. Well, wouldn't this look cool if we had this? You know, it's just like you don't need it. Yeah. Mm. Well, and the thing is, that's where we're going now with all the cinema because of digital, like you're talking about with like digital. Uh, us being able to get movies like online now with streaming services or just pirated films or mm-hmm. you know movie theaters <clears throat> suffer now because the only way they're making money is if they're showing big like special effects blockbuster movies like when was the in last a, time state of the art theater that mm-hmm. has you know when was the last time that you like got your buddies together you bought tickets and you went and saw like a character piece film in the theater <laughs> seriously when was the last time you've done that even Mad Max Fury Road is a smash bang, you know, like special effects movie. Yeah, fair enough. I saw, well, this is not a big special effects movie. Um, my friend Tara invited me a few months ago to go see a showing of Casablanca mm-hmm. at uh, the uh, Angelica. Yeah. That was a packed house. That's cool. Of course. <laughs> That's really it was cool. a packed house for a 70 something year old movie. Every once in a while, like, when, in fact, they just did it this past week where they showed To Kill a Mockingbird. They yeah. did the, yeah. the Fathom events. And it's like, I like. I like those moments where I get to sit down and watch a movie like that. Sometimes the draft house, they'll do the, the Hitchhawk week and yeah. they'll show North by Northwest. And I'm always buying a ticket to go see that movie. And it's, it's and nice he, to almost, go. Most of Hitchcock's movies are great. I've, I don't think I've, I've seen maybe one in the theater, but yeah. those would be great to see in the theater. But a new movie, like a new mm. like character, like those movies don't make money anymore. And that's, and I feel like that is that's systemic of the problem of the Michael Bay era of film. What he has done to movies. Even Disney movies nowadays, they're longer than they used to yes, be. Yes, they are. A Disney yes. movie used to be like 70, 80 minutes. Well, that fucking they're live bar- action Beauty and the well, Beast was barely, like two and a half hours. They're barely making them for the audiences that they used to make them for too, though. If it's a money- I bet you that Aladdin, I bet you that's going to be like, you know... It's going to be, gonna gonna be extra, a two and a half hour movie. It's going to be yeah. an extra hour of... Of course, added, there yeah. was a Grinch movie that came out last well, it's, year. It's, it's based like, how on, do you stretch it's that based out? On Bollywood and Bollywood movies go on forever; like they never end. But if it, if it's an economy thing, end. if you're trying <laughs> to make the most now. money, yeah. doesn't it make sense to have a shorter movie that you can show more, more times often. a day? Yeah. But do you remember Joel um, when we saw the animated Transformers movie in Beaver? Oh, do I? Um, uh, <laughs> sure my, well, yes, it was fucking traumatic. <laughs> Yeah, PTSD. Thanks, thanks for bringing that, that up. Uh, Lauren <laughs> yeah. brings up animated Transformers, and I just hear from under the table, 
<laughs> my, my heart on knocking. Joel, do you remember animated transfer? I thought, you meant, I thought you meant a knee jerk reaction. <laughs> no, no, it's like um, that ain't my knee. They were. It was, but I sure am gonna jerk it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well done. This podcast is going as long as the Transformers. Yeah, movie. speaking of a three-hour long, <laughs> like all of them strung together. Um, no, it's just they. Uh, it was a PG movie, but mm-hmm. it was animated, so they figured, oh, kitty fair. So they opted to only show it in the mornings and afternoons, and then they had like a Stephen King movie that would play at night. Oh, oh really? So, it was like after hours mm, theaters. But the animated movie still had the like you know. Open, damn it, open. Yeah, oh, shit, scene. what are we going to do? Oh, it sure did. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. But it, but just to, you know, to maximize the, uh, the run, it, yeah. it would have been better if they just, yeah, had it to, it's shorter, they could have shown it more times. This is, Absolutely. It, it, and it's supposed to be, like, this movie is supposed to be for kids. Like, this is Transformers. And how? what is the running time? It's two hours and 23 minutes, yeah. and it's PG-13. It's way too Not long. Not for kids at all. Way too long. How much did this money make? Like uh, what? How much? I didn't write how down. I be? didn't write down the budget, and I didn't write down the box office. Uh, let's find out. I'll cut this in. It was, if I remember correctly, it was the third biggest hit of two thousand seven. So, it was almost like a. It was a big blockbuster movie, but in terms of anticipation, it was almost like a sleeper hit. Yeah, it got good word of mouth. People were like, "Have you seen Transformers? Have you seen Transformers?" You know. From mostly from people who were the uninitiated, <laughs> and then after you watched it, a lot of people were like, "Did you see Transformers?" <laughs> Yeah, I did. No, I think it's like uh, people I knew who uh, who were not Transformers fans. Mm-hmm. I think they went enjoy went and enjoyed. You it. You know what? I make fun, but I'm pretty sure after this movie came out, I was still pretty big on it. I think I I enjoyed it. I had convinced myself at least that I enjoyed. I it. I was super excited for the second one. Yeah, uh, so that's a whole other story. But it doesn't look like they've uh, broken it down by film. They have the entire <laughs> oh series. Oh my gosh, what? Uh, so the budget, oh jeez, with a budget of one billion. <laughs> <laughs> and the box office pull of four point eight billion. So uh, worldwide, of course. Here we go. So it still hasn't pulled in a billion a movie. No, still working. <laughs> oh my gosh! Again, again, this is what I was saying Terrifying. earlier. It's it's difficult for people to separate this movie from just yeah those Transformers movies. You know, they just lump them all together. Man, so would you recommend this Transformers film? Well, now that there's Bumblebee, no. Yeah, I'm, I, I, you got to start there. Mm-hmm. I agree. Same yeah, thing. Absolutely. Except, agree. just very quickly, how do you all feel about the uh, the unwillingness to completely break from this movie in Bumblebee, where there's a couple of touches there, uh, in, in the sense that they're trying to tie into the lore, or just a little bit? Yeah, just it's not a complete reboot. But having watched this again, like they still eliminate their own chronology and their their own canon. With the whole like the Allspark, and we we separated across the galaxies to find it, uh, and then it we found out it it landed in a place called Earth, a new planet. Yeah, you're right. They're not Earth. doing that in Bumblebee. They're not doing they? that in Bumblebee. Like Optimus is like, we need to get away from here. We need to regroup and recover. Uh, I, there's a planet called Earth. Go there mm-hmm. and and check it out, scout it out, and find out if it's suitable for us. It doesn't bother me. I just well, there's the the one thing at the end where he turns into the 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 old style Camaro instead yeah. of the bug. But it's like, but but Optimus shows up. and He doesn't look like he does in, in the Michael Bay. That's movie. right. No, not yeah. at all. I just I, it doesn't bother me either. I just 
some people there's some scuttlebutt on internet on the I, internet I did about like it. that Ooh, though, at the end of at the end of Bumblebee where she's like you could have been a Camaro this, this entire whole time, time. <laughs> yeah that's a nice little callback <laughs> screw you Volkswagen guys what did Transformers do right mm. you know something we haven't talked about a lot because I've been saving it for this segment is the sound design I think you know we we, we all agree the effects are, are a little way too much very incoherent and muddy. The sound design, however, I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many memorable moments um, for me in this film that are specifically d- uh, tied to the way that the, the transformations sound. Yeah. Uh, or the little, as much as I hate that little character, I love the way he, he talks, mm-hmm. or, you know, quote unquote. Sure. Uh, it's, a, it's a Cybertronian language. It is. Kind might of, have been the fir- one of the first times they vocalized that. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's kind yeah. of like a cackling, but it's an evil little, little uh, yeah. mischievous sound. Um, just things sound epic, and mm-hmm. I love how um they they feel real, but they also kind of feel alien. Yeah, I don't know, loved it. I'm gonna piggyback on what you said. I really like the score to this film, dude. Steve Jablowski, right? Yeah, he's There's... done uh, a few scores that when you want kind of something that's bombastic yet has some some gravitas mm-hmm. to it. Nice, nice. Uh... Well, thank you for extrapolating on what I sorry, sorry. enjoyed. But sure. no, no, it's fine. It's cool. Guys, Joel knows so his composers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, because that, that's one of the things I was going to mention. But as the well. score is so, it's so good. There are, there are character moments that would have fallen even more flat if not for the heroic work that this score is doing. Agreed. The emotional weight, like when Bumblebee loses his legs and Sam's like, I don't want to leave you. And you've got that. But like, yep. Oh wow! Like that's that's kind of giving me goosebumps. Like, and I know it's got nothing to do with what's actually happening on the screen. Nope. But there's something orally that's happening here that's like really connecting. Yeah. Good call, man. Uh, the, the scene where the Autobots land. I just that's just yeah. a majestic piece of yes. music. Yeah, that's it's good stuff. On my uh, my favorites. It's list. mine too. Yeah. What um, about you, Lauren? Um, that was my first choice. My oh, second choice. My bad. Sorry. No, no, no. Oh, that's right. He's got backups. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, no, I actually picked out about three things, and Ooh. Joel's was the uh, one of the other no, ones. Sound design, right? Um, so I would say the transformation sequences. Mm-hmm. How they? I don't know. If, I don't know if this was the first time we saw this sort of thing, but the fact that everybody's racing, granted, fast pace and all that, but the fact that these robots are uh, running and then transforming really quickly. God, there's a scene at the end where, again, it's, there are things about this movie that I actually, to this day, still yeah. think, this is really cool. Got potential. Um, uh, Jazz is in car form. He's going at full speed. I know what you're talking about. Transforms, leaps onto the, the Decepticon tank. Oh, the tank. And and then the tank transforms. It's just like, that's that's cool. That's yeah. a good moment. You know, that's just, the, there's a lot of that in the movie. Again, this is reined in from what we'd see in the sequels, but mm-hmm. it's just it's just the right amount of oh, that's freaking cool. Did you guys ever <laughs> see someone cut the video together of that final like car chase before they get to the city where Optimus starts fighting that the big uh, uh, trailer robot, whatever that is, yeah. and someone cut it together with Dare from, oh. the, from the original Transformers <laughs> soundtrack. It's I really bet you cool. there's a lot of that out there. It's really cool. everything is better with that soundtrack. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What did Transformers do wrong? Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh don't tell me you can't think of anything you, Joel's head just twitched like two or three times and now there's smoke coming out of his I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's not <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's the frenetic directing style of Michael Bay like mm. just fucking calm the fuck down yeah. not everything has to be screamed it really does feel like everybody took a bump of coke before he, he yelled action. <laughs> yes. And this is what we have. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 
This asshole's barking orders at us again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, along those same lines, I just think that there's such a lack of focus of what's going on in this movie. Like, there's if someone had just like taken the time, if there was like a script supervisor or a producer mm-hmm. kind of hanging out watching Michael Bay work and be like, "Hey, um, that thing that you're planning on doing." Maybe we don't do that. Let's maybe retool that a little bit. Let's see if we could smooth that out a little bit. And there's just such a lack of let's smooth that out. Mm. How you're playing, like what it is on the page right now, that's good bones. Let's refine it. But that needs to be refined a little bit. We need to to massage this because it's not working the way that it is. Uh, You don't, like I said earlier, you don't have to film the first draft. <laughs> like you could work that a little bit, especially with how much money you're putting it's behind so this. Expensive, yes. and the legacy of what these characters are to people. Like, yeah. I think it deserves you to take a couple days and like sleep on it, sleep on that script. A well, little that's bit. the thing. He didn't have any reverence for the characters, the yeah. property, and it wasn't yeah. a fan. No, no respect for it. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> stood on the shoulders of geniuses. You packaged it, you patented it, and <laughs> slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and now you're selling it. You want to sell? Definitely did all all those things. Yes, Lauren. And actually, that's the thing that I think he did wrong. Is as much as I said earlier, oh, I gained some respect for Michael Bay that first time around, mm-hmm. but taking retroactively in light of the four movies that he did right. after that, especially that goddamn fifth movie. Oh, you God. saw that? I did. Dude, it's so wow. bad. It's so bad. It's <laughs> it's clear to me that he never cared. He he hates Transformers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, by that point, he should. And he hates the fans of Transformers, and that whole fifth movie was a fuck you to the It really was. Fans. It was like, fuck you. Let's see what you sit through this time. Let's see if I can make you sit through this yeah. one. Like it, it felt like a dare. It seriously <laughs> but there's a point where Mark Wahlberg like has a giant transformer sword mm-hmm. and like this other transformer is going to kill Optimus Prime and Mark Wahlberg like blocks this I'm like okay look I understand that sword could probably parry that mm-hmm. if in the hands of a transformer but you are like a 200 pound man and you are going to get fucking launched. I feel like the worst thing you could do with a Michael Bay film is uh, add Mark Wahlberg into it, <laughs> and the two of them like start brainstorming. Hey, hey, that's hey, a great so idea, what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to block uh, a sword from a Transformer. Hey, that's oh, great. That's, that's a great idea. Yeah, Action, yeah. go. And then I'm going to run around. I'll pun- Can I punch Optimus Prime in the face? <laughs> by the way, I'm from Texas. <laughs> no, yes. I'm a, not just that. I'm a professor or I'm a, I'm, a I'm scientist. An I'm an inventor. I'm a scientist uh, from Texas uh, who I think wants to fuck his daughter. No, it's just oh, yeah. Michael Bay is just clearly such everything I've heard about him. Uh, everything you know, Megan Fox had plenty to say about him. He's a dude, bro. Uh, yeah, he's just such a he's he's the person who would make fun of somebody for collecting Transformers, yeah. liking Transformers. Yeah, he was, you know, this is like <laughs> he is his character from Mystery Men. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The frat, <laughs> the frat boys. The frat, the frat boys. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like I had a flashback last night. It's like, oh my god. So it's like this movie, this series of movies has such a bad reputation now and I'm like, well, I'm trying to look at it just as this one movie mm-hmm. in 2007. How did I feel? How did the rest of the world feel before they knew what else was coming, you know? Yeah. And then same thing with Michael Bay, thinking about him. Michael Bay's kind of like film Hitler. No, well, that's what like, Na- I wish we could go back that's and what kill Megan him. Fox <laughs> that's what Megan Fox That's what got her fired from Transformers 3. <laughs> if we could oh, go really? back in yeah. time and uh, kill Michael Bay. But it's like, uh, it's like I had a flashback to junior high about the time I kind of I felt like I was I was kind of forced to get out of Transformers because it's like this isn't cool to like anymore. And I was yeah. like you were this forced like, to get out of Transformers. Well, cuz I was puberty, was it, you know. Was it like a like one <laughs> of those conversion camps? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like they sent him away for two weeks. two weeks, and suddenly he comes back and he doesn't like Transformers anymore. <laughs> a, a robot Jesus. Yeah. Ironically, he was playing with uh, Barbies afterwards. When he came back. My Little Pony, Strawberry Shortcake. That's oh it. Boy. I'm out now. No, it's like it's uh, it's like yeah, everybody uh, that my same age was discovering body hair in the nether regions and discovering <laughs> girls, and I was still fucking playing with Transformers. So yeah. it's like yeah, nothing wrong with maybe that. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> So, if we were going to remake Transformers today... There we go. How would we do that, guys? So, uh, I think, for the most part, we were just doing the human characters. Lauren, you went above and beyond and did the voices of the robots. Some of them. Um, but uh, Joe and I just stuck with the Optimus Prime and Megatron Optimus for the robots. Optimus Prime. Right, right. Yeah. And then beyond that, we've got uh, we got the parents. We got we got a lot of the main players. Yeah, here. man, it's a big cast. Okay, so what do you say? You and me go back and forth. Okay, and we'll save Lauren for last. Oh yeah, Lauren, so, do you have a theme? Uh, you just want to blow through them that way? That, no, no, that's a good idea. I like I, whenever we have a guest, I like that they get to kind of. I think that's a great idea. Do you, Joe, do you have a theme? Uh, I kind of do. I kind of do as well. All right. Oh, you want to try to figure them out, or you just want to? Yeah. Let's see if we can, right. let's see if we can figure. Well, them mine's out. fairly obvious. I think you'll get it. I think mine is too. All right. Uh, you want to do the voices first? Yeah, let, uh, yeah. No? Let's yeah, let's do the voices okay. first. Uh, voice of Megatron. Mm-hmm. I went with Brent Spiner. Oh, oh well, I know where your uh, theme is already. Then. <laughs> in in Data's voice, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, or I would. I'd be okay with more that. lore, probably. Right <laughs> when he's wow. when he's evil, evil Data. That's kind of cool. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with Michael Douglas. Oh, <laughs> are, are you also? doing a romancing the stone theme? No. <laughs> Listen to our Romancing the Stone. Uh, Michael Douglas. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it, it, okay. you'll figure it out when I get in here. I'm, no, I'm, I'm just I'm choosing just, some deep cuts I'm just here. thinking that. Uh, Trying that, to hear that'd his be cool. voice. That'd yeah. be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Optimus Prime? Optimus Prime. I originally was going to go with Kurt Russell. Oh, yes. But I decided in keeping with my theme, uh, William Fickner is going to be the voice of my Optimus Prime. Was he in a Star Trek uh, property? No. Oh, this is not Star Trek then. Mm-mm. Interesting. Okay. I went with Jeff Bridges. Oh, God. The dude. Good. Yes. Wait, yeah, I can okay, see that. So Jeff Bridges. Yeah. And who was your Megatron? Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas and Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. The, the Allspark. New shit has come to light, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Dude. Um, <laughs> you know, the robots are not privy to all the new shit. <laughs> Megatron's thought out already. <laughs> Far out, man. Far out, man. <laughs> you want an AllSpark? I can get you an AllSpark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's okay. a great mashup. So, uh, so next I have the parents. Let's do the parents. Mr. and Mrs. Whitwicky. Ron and Judy Whitwicky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with uh, Bill Pullman and Sella Ward. Bill Pullman and Sella Ward. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Do you know what he's doing? No, no, don't I? Well, you're going to figure me out right now because oh, uh, I've got uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Robert Downey Jr. as uh, the Witwickies. Oh, you went with a Marvel theme. Doing a Marvel thing. Oh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like that. Thank you. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next, who do you have? I've got uh, John Turturro, Agent Simmons. Yes. This is where you're going to figure out what my what my theme is. Okay, let's hear it. Randy Quaid. Oh, oh, oh! There you go. Independence Day? Yeah, both there one and go. two. Independence Day. Oh, that's why. So, yeah. That's great because I was trying to sell a friend of mine when this movie came out on, because he didn't care about Transformers. I was like, oh, it's it's a big dumb action movie. It's like Independence Day. There you go. That's why I always compare this to. <laughs> yeah. There you go. They will not go down without a fight. <laughs> they will not go quietly into it. We will it. survive. <laughs> who's, the, who's the 
Wait, that's who, Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman, and who's the, is the who's dead? Cella Ward. Cella Ward. She was the president in the second. And film. of course, I should have known ah, Brent yeah, Spiner because yeah. that's the only other thing he's known for. Yeah. So the Independence Day movies. So now I'm thinking of that mm-hmm. voice as Megatron. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Wow. <laughs> Just a weird hippie, <laughs> hippie scientist Megatron. <laughs> I mean, oh goodness, <laughs> so cool. What I went with uh, Paul Bettany for oh, yeah. uh, John Turturro. The Vision. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So next on my list, I've got Maggie. Oh, okay. The, 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 Aussie. the Aussie. Yeah. Uh, that would be Lisa Jacob, who played Randy Quaid's daughter in the first movie. Oh, yeah. All grown up. I yeah, like all that. All grown up. I went with uh, Brie Larson. Yes. Brie mm-hmm. Larson. Uh, Brie Larson. Who do you have next on your list? Got John Voight. John Voight, the, the secretary. Guys. Dude. Hey. It's we... the secretary <laughs> of defense. <laughs> Joe, you, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> I recognize his. I have his poster on my wall. Everybody knows. I that. have his rookie card. <laughs> I went with uh, Robert Redford. Robert Redford's from Red. Civil War. Oh, that's, I don't need your Civil War. Uh, my Secretary of Defense, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, <laughs> that's like that. where he would come in. Nicely done. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do uh, we Tyrese. Have, uh, we have this sound. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the only clue we have is uh, uh, this. Uh, are you this uh, you're the, the 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 hacker? That... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're, you're the one that no, you, you discovered that you do plan to have Transformers like, in your Transformers <laughs> movie. <laughs> That's what the audience said. Like, exactly, an hour you're so, in. You're so, you, you figured out that you're a hack. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, his finger sparkle. <laughs> All right, Tyrese Gibson. Well, who do you think I cast for Tyrese's role? Uh, Will Smith. Yes. Welcome to Earth, Transformers. <laughs> yeah. uh, I went with uh, Chadwick Boseman, of course, Black nice. Panther. And then for Josh Dumont. Hmm. Get that man and all Spock. <laughs> uh, yeah, Josh Dumail. I'm going to go with Tom Hardy. Yeah. Take a little bit of a stretch there. That's not bad. Going with like Venom. A, he's like, I, I like Venom. I kind mm. of enjoyed that movie. I have, I have heard that. Yeah. I'm going to have to give it a chance. Uh, I went with Adam Baldwin. Good oh, choice. I forgot he was in that. Yes, yeah. Another military yeah. guy. There yeah. you go. There you go. Uh, all right, that leads uh, our last two. The last two. I'm going to do them as a back-to-back because uh, for Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox... I'm going to go with Tom Holland and Zendaya Love it, Spider-Man. Love it. And I also went with an on-screen couple with Independence Day 2, uh, Liam Hemsworth and Micah Monroe. Yeah. Oh, there you go. In the sequel. Yes. Nicely Uh, done. And all this obviously directed by Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich. And obviously mine will be by the Russo brothers. There we go. Oh, good. Good, good. Lauren? It's all all right, bring us home. Come on. So I swear this doesn't have a theme, but you'll see some similarities in some of the people I've chosen. All right. Um... I didn't realize until I started casting this. This movie has way too, way too many humans in it. Yes, yes. and they're all like, "Why do we have so many goddamn characters?" For a movie in this? called Transformers. I know. I didn't. I never really realized that that was part of the folly of this until I started picking them all out. Um, so I counted twelve humans. Uh, oh, I'll start with the robots. So I recast seven of the robots. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, some more more important than others. Um, I'll start with the Decepticons. Uh, Starscream, uh, played by Mark Hamill. Nice. Ooh, oh, that's really good. Cool. Like maybe that. his Joker voice, maybe yes, not. Absolutely. What about his new Chucky voice? He's or his Chucky the, he's voice, the voice, right? He's the voice of Chucky yeah, in the new Child's true. Play. It could, yeah, that would actually work. Um, Barricade, the evil police car, oh, voiced yeah. by Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Are you using name, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen? Exactly. Where exactly. is my super suit? <laughs> exactly. Where <laughs> is the Osmond? <laughs> Where are the glasses? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> That's great. And then, uh, okay, so Megatron uh-huh. would be voiced by Josh Brolin. 
Oh, Thanos himself. Right. Uh, Jazz, on the Autobot side, Jazz would be voiced by Phil Lamar, who's done a lot of cartoons. A lot of video game work, too. But he was was Marvin in uh, Pulp Fiction. Yes. Oh, Marvin. (laughs) Shot Marvin in the face. Yeah. But... But mainly because uh, there was another a short-lived Transformers cartoon where he he voiced Jazz, so I, uh-huh. he did a good job. I no like to get, Yeah, huh. he did a lot of voices for uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars too. Yes, he did. Oh god, yeah. he was show. Green Lantern on Justice League so too. Good. Yeah, uh, but yeah, just did kind of a just a smooth voice for Jazz. The so. John Stewart Green Lantern. Jazz the Moon Base too. Jazz yeah. the Moon Base yeah. too. Scatman Crothers. Even smoother than Scatman Crothers. It's kind of yeah. That's great. Yeah. Anyway, um, Ironhide since. Uh, this person voiced him in the original cartoon, Peter Cullen. Nice. Yeah, why not? Uh, with or without the Texan accent. I'm I like not sure, that. But... Peter Cullen did Ironhide too? Mm-hmm. God, he's... That's so why Ironhide was in so many of those episodes because... <laughs> basically we already got him. A yeah. twofer. Yeah. All right, Pete. Um, Who am I voicing this time? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll save... Uh, I'll do Optimus next because he has the second most amount of screen time as far as the Autobots. Um, it's kind of sacrilegious to recast Optimus Prime. It sounds like, oh, well, who else but Peter Cullen? But the guy's going to, you know, retire at some point. Um, maybe Kevin Conroy. Oh, oh dude, Batman. There yeah. you go. Oh. Nicely done. Oh, that's great. It'd be a different Optimus, but yeah. The, I, 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 I mean, like, you th- you've thrown Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy into this yeah. thing? Yeah. I, I am happy. <laughs> this, that's me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last robot I did a revoice for is uh, Bumblebee. He has one line, but uh, let's let's have him voiced by Howard Stern. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a radio. DJ. Yeah, that's perfect. I was happy with that one. What did you guys? Uh, we didn't talk about that much earlier. What did you think about uh, having uh, taking his voice away and using that? It screamed of Spielberg. Like that was obviously that's it felt that was his like choice. a Spielberg call. Was it really? That that like it's that weird like Spielberg's all about like making that character that one character that we're supposed to kind of identify with, but there's something that's like off about them, something that that they a little bit of a communication barrier. So we learn about each other like that. That that is not a Michael Bay device. That, I mean, you Spil- look at all of his other movies, you never see something like that. Spielberg was the one. I mean, he made the original pitch of the movie to Michael Bay and to the studio. Is that it's a boy in his car, mm-hmm. yeah, in his car. So. I'm, if he didn't come up with that exact device, I'm sure that's sort of thi- the sort of thing he would have come up with yeah, if he yeah. were directing it. Agreed. Nicely done. <clears throat> okay, so moving on to... Oh, wait. Yeah, so moving on to the humans. I have 12 humans. Oh, jeez. And so, Yeah, there's way too many of them. And they don't <laughs> They don't really intersect very well, but whatever. Here no. we are. So starting with the least build, probably uh, Tom Banachek, the guy who shows up late in the movie oh, to the, explain, so explain I the... I think uh, you want to see what I have in the case. Yeah, oh, that dude, yeah. Um... <laughs> Third act exposition. Yeah. Um, I've got a big star for such a small role, but uh, how about Tom Hanks? <laughs> wow. Jesus. All right. Yeah. I would love to see I Tom can Hanks hear, in Transformers. And I st- as, oh, as I was writing these down, I could start to hear some of the dialogue in, you know, would you? I'd like to show you what's in the case. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> uh, Secretary John Keller, uh, voice uh, John Voigt, uh, also Robert Redford. Oh, that's yeah. such a good. That's really a, a good choice, idea. guys. So, uh, Maggie Hacker number one, um, yes. played by Emily Van Camp, who was Kate in the Captain America movie. Yeah, love nice. her, love her. Yes. Um, Glenn Hacker number two, uh, played by Jacob Batalon, who was Ned in the Spider in the Spider Man Homecoming. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I yeah. like him. Yeah, 
That'd um, be good. And these aren't all Marvel people, but just I wound up choosing some Marvel people. Sure, because well, everybody's in a fucking Marvel movie. Now. I know. And there's so many of them, and they're all kind of fresh in my mind because I caught up on these things about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Bobby B., the uh, car salesman. Uh, oh, we didn't even Bobby talk about B. Bernie Mac. I know. Oh, well, that makes us part of well, his family. See... <laughs> Milking, milking cookies. <laughs> you want some milking cookies? <laughs> milking cookies. Didn't I tell you, boy? Very small. I got no milking cookies. <laughs> very small part in this movie, but memorable. Pivotal, memorable enough to where they use that voiceover in the Bumblebee. Trailer. I loved yeah. that. I know. The Picado, don't you, you really was, miss him? Yeah. So, uh, and he was great in that. I actually really like uh, Bernie Mac in this. Me movie. too. Yeah. Uh, but I uh, recast him as Michael Keaton. Oh, oh interesting. Shit. I oh, like wow. that. And again, I can kind of hear the dialogue, or maybe just. When when the when the <laughs> like when the Camaro dealership when the Camaro blows up the all the car windows yeah um, maybe just an eyebrow raise yeah. <laughs> I can see Michael Keaton yeah okay uh, four thousand four thousand <laughs> yeah. uh, next we go to Agent Simmons John Turturro's character mm-hmm. uh, played by John Favreau nice. <laughs> that works um, Ron Witwicky and Judy Witwicky mm-hmm. uh, played by Ralph Macchio and Marissa, Marissa no way. <laughs> What a great idea. Uh, uh, Maybe a little younger, hipper couple. Yeah, I like that. Just a couple of my cousin Vinny. Greasy Guido parents. (laughs) I can't wait to see who you're... uh, Not so frumpy, but, uh, you know... Maybe still funny, you know. Get out of your room and listen to your father. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I started, you know, I started with uh, uh, Marissa Tomei, because based on her Spider-Man Homecoming. That's right. I thought, well, what about Joe Pesci? And then I thought, no, he's a little too old. Age is different, but yeah, Yeah. Ralph Macchio. But they're about the same age. Uh, so Captain Lennox, uh, played by Chris Evans. Of course. Captain America. Yeah. Uh, Epps, the, uh, Tyrese Gibson Tyrese, character, yeah. played by Anthony Mackie. Uh, and, nice. And then we got... a little Marvel, too. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Um, so the last two, uh, Michaela, Megan Fox, played mm. by Laura Harrier, who was Liz in Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, she's good. Yeah. Okay. And I knew one of you guys was going to do use fucking Tom Holland. Yeah, sorry. But so I have an ulcer in uh, Tony Revolori, who was uh, Flash Thompson in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, nice. Oh, I love that guy. Really yeah. yeah. Oh, there you so, go. He would as, be as like Sam Witwicky, the the chil- the child of uh, Marissa Tomei. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's you know Tom Holland would have been perfect because he's spastic and he's yeah. like oh he's so likable. Mm-hmm. He would have been perfect. But uh, if you have another guy, yeah, I, I bet you this guy could do that. That's too. great. Do you have a director for this? Oh, director. Um, I want to give Ryan Johnson a second shot. Yes. At a sci-fi friend because cool. I I like about half of what he did with It'd be Last like Jedi. A transformer came back in time to try to kill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no time to travel try, in fucking try Last to, Jedi. He's gonna try to doing, kill the Allspark. Are you doing sure, Looper. I'm doing Looper. Gotcha. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, yeah. if you have any thoughts about how you would recast Transformers or just thoughts about the movie in general, let us know. Go to Facebook.com slash Editing Bay or on Facebook. Go to the search bar, enter the Editing Bay, uh, and uh, that should bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's uh, going to take you to our page where you can talk back to us. Let us know what you thought. Uh, if you've got any ideas for movies that we should watch in the future, go ahead and put your suggestions there as well. We've got a website, right, Joel? Sure do. It is not the Editing Bay. It's not Edit Bay. It's editingbay.com. Please go there, bookmark it, 
Anytime you need to find anything uh, related to our little podcast here, you're going to find it right there. You're going to find uh, links to our uh, Facebook page, the aforementioned Facebook page. Also, our Twitter handle, which is at The Editing Bay. Please follow us there. You're always going to be up to date on uh, what's going on with our, our little podcast that could. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you can see uh, what, some photos of us. You can uh, buy some merch you want to support the show. Sure. And also, more importantly, you're going to find a little link there to all of our past episodes. Because all of them. If you're subscribing, you're only going to get uh, the most recent 200 episodes. Uh, more than that now is it over 200 well now? it shows like up to 270 or something then that's all of them yeah then never mind. i will be removing that uh, archive well tab. let's make sure let's double okay. check good cut that part out <laughs> great that's uh, awesome. but until then please visit us at editingbay.com guys leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcasting app uh would love that you know hear what you like about the show even if you've got criticism Make it five stars. Uh, that helps us get, like, we'll show up on searches and stuff if people are looking for new things. And obviously, we want to grow the show. Uh, and uh, yeah, recommend it to your friends. You know, tell all your buddies about it. And they'll tell two friends. <laughs> and they'll, they'll tell two, two friends. friends. <laughs> and they'll tell. Uh, no, but seriously, five star rating, review, would love that. Uh, all right, what's next week? Well, uh, this has been on the list for a while. You mentioned it earlier, um, and because it is the 25th anniversary of this film, uh, and they are doing a remake uh, coming out. I'm not sure if it's coming out this year or next year, uh, but it seems like the right time to revisit The Crow. Yes, oh. Brandon Lee's little Lord's doing his pantomime there. You <laughs> called it, buddy. The Crow, starring Brandon Lee. Yeah. And, of course, we can get into all of the uh, details of his early demise and mm-hmm. what happened there and what could have been. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. How about that? Uh, what streaming service is that on? I have no fucking idea. I think it's on Netflix. <laughs> People can Google it. Oh. I think. Welcome to Google. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like that you immediately go for it's like my, the It's volume. my instinct now. It's like, turn him down, turn him down. Uh, yeah, well, we'll find it. I don't it's know. You've got a week movie. to figure it out, folks. All right, guys. 1994's The Crow, mm-hmm. starring Brandon Lee. Don't watch any of the other ones. Please don't watch it. Make sure you've got the Brandon Lee version. Are there the other Crow. Uh, Brandon or Crow? The, yeah, there are sequels. There are. Oh, sequels. that's right. They yeah. did a bunch of. There's made the for Crow t- City of Angels. No, yeah. that was an actual theater. That was a theatrical, the theatrical release. release. Wasn't it? Yeah. Then there was like the Crow Wicked Prayer, uh, mm-hmm. the Crow Revengeance. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Great title. There's okay. So the <laughs> only ones I know of, there's like Brandon Lee. Mm-hmm. Then there's this guy named Vincent Perez who played the Crow right after. Then there's one with Eddie Furlong. Oh, no. And there's one oh, with no. an actor named Eric Mabius, uh, who I think was in, like, Fat Betty or Ugly Betty or whatever that <laughs> show is called. I think he was in that. Like, he was in this Crow movie. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you have the Brandon Lee version. Oh, there it is. With Kirsten Dunst in that one? Yes, yes. How about that? Uh-huh. He plays a guy. His Crow was on death row, and uh, he was uh, executed. But it was it was, like... He was innocent of the crime. Of course. And so he returns to exact his vengeance. I see William Atherton, 80s dick. <laughs> you, you know that it's a good movie. I'm guessing... Uh, that child molester is... Oh, wait, no, he isn't the child no, molester. No, no, you're thinking of... Uh, Principal from yeah, uh, yeah. Ferris Bueller. Yeah. This is the... the will you please show me <laughs> the storage facility? facility. Mr. Vengeance. Or he was uh, Dick Thornburg from uh, Die Hard. Yes, he was. There you go. His name, Dick Dick Yes. <laughs> Can we get more obvious with our character? I know, right? <laughs> All right. So next week, we're going to be watching The Crow. Lauren, thank you so much. Sir. Yeah, thanks a lot. you have anything that you'd like to plug, your business or anything? Um, I draw caricatures for a living in the Dallas area. This weekend, starting on Thursday, I will be oh, at the right. Main Street Art Festival cool. in downtown Fort Worth. Yeah. Nice. It's a good All time. Day. Check them out. Thanks. Were you at Deep Ellum? No, no. Uh, a friend of mine was though. Yeah, actually. did yeah. they did they stay dry? 
I don't know. Holy shit, man. Yeah. It was. It ended up being a wet weekend. <laughs> it's a nice day for a wet, wet weekend. weekend. It's, it's April. You know, yeah, it is. So. <laughs> what? Wait. <laughs> oh, we're not talking about the same thing. Okay. No, thanks. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, uh, I was happy to do this. I, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, you got a website? Where can they find it? Oh, of course. Uh, Bernsonart.com. Bernsonart. B-E-R-N-S-E-N. Same as same as one of the co-hosts of this podcast. We should, we should link that on the Facebook page. <laughs> we absolutely yeah, let's will. Let's put a link on there. There you go. Thanks. Um, well, thank you for uh, joining us and uh, bringing all your knowledge. Look at his notes, his extensive yeah. notes. Oh, my gosh. They look like he's trying to solve a murder. Like there's notes on the side of the notes. <laughs> Who killed Optimus Prime? <laughs> Michael Bay. Oh, sad but true. Uh, let's give a plug to our friends at the Craniacs podcast again. Ryan and Laurel uh, every week. Uh, they are talking about two episodes of Frasier. They're in the third season right now. They uh, super fun, super funny. Uh, you get to learn about what's going on on Frasier. If you've never watched the show, like me, I've never watched a show. I never have to because they talk about it. Tell me what's good about it. The funny parts, the highlights, and I get a little bit of their life too. It's it's a fun podcast. Uh, also, want to plug my show. Uh, my roommate is a cat that you can catch on the Funimation app or oh, yeah. Funimation website. Uh, I think it might be on Crunchyroll as well. Just did some voice work for that today. Cool. Great. Um, and uh, and got another session coming up on Wednesday, uh, which you guys will already be listening to this. But, uh, but yeah, uh, My Roommate is a Cat, really cute. It's not a super violent anime, uh, just a, a story about a guy and his cat. And I played the this neighbor. This is a story of, of a cat. cat. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah that's all I've got uh, do you have anything you want to plug Joel uh, sh- uh, d- my mouth <laughs> shut your mouth <laughs> Lauren again thank you Jeff thank you very much sir Joel always a pleasure pleasure's all mine see you guys next week for the crow You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.